my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee. Almost missed my cue today. And you're I forgot to unmute you again, would you say? I said I'm not. You're not. No, you're not. I am Dave Lee, and this is the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. We forgot to clip them, did we? Uh, clip them? No. We forgot to clip the... Um, it's funny because before we got on here, I was thinking... These cables look messier than normal today. I was thinking, what's going on? We didn't clip them down. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Anyway, uh, of course, you can join us on the podcast every single Monday. Comes out, goes out every Monday on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Audible. Tried to go off script a little bit there. Balls that up a bit. Always do when you do yeah. that. Um, the visual element also goes out onto YouTube on the exact same day on the Monday. But if you're a patron supporter, you can get uh, two-day early access on the Saturday. Uh, nice. So you can head over to patreon.com forward slash forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. What's that cost? That's not a double forward slash, it's just one. Just one sports. Not Dave Lee Down Under, not podcast. Patreon.com, fucking hell. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. <laughs> it costs one, <laughs> as little as a dollar a month. Cheap ass. Yeah, you can pay as much as you like, though. At least you always see your cheek. Yeah, I know. I hear it every week. I don't keep From you, me. every time. She wants me to remind you every day. Uh, I bet she does. I just do it every week. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on YouTube over at Daily Down Under on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Why did I say LinkedIn? I was going to say Letterboxd. Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. YouTube. Fucking hell, what's going on with me today? YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. You can find me on all of those things. Links in the description below. Crikey. That's not the, like you've been busy and you're tongue-tied. No, I know. I'm not even tired or anything. I've had like a quite a... Uh, maybe that's it. I got lazy this week. I'm just lazing. Lazing. Uh, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to daveleepod at gmail.com. I finally got around to replying to all those messages that come in like three oh, weeks you did, ago. Did you? Yeah, I did. Go I on. thought I'd better do it. Yeah, that's I thought good. I better do it. So I did it yesterday. Um, so if anyone sent me a lovely long email, you've got a reply sitting in your inbox. There you go. Um, and it wasn't me. I didn't reply to him. No, I it, didn't was it was me. It. it was me, yeah. Uh, if you're listening on podcast platforms, uh, you can leave a review, please. And a rating. Only good ones. Only the good ones. It helps. Don't Help. like bad ones. Don't like the bad ones. We got a bad one a few weeks back, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. 4.5 or something? Well, no. it's. I don't know what it was, but it's taken the score down to 4.9. Out of five. Then we get five back again. That's it. It's I know. Done. Devastating. You had another one in the week? During the week, didn't you? I got one. No, I got a good rating during the week. Yeah. Must have been a five because it hasn't gone down, hasn't gone up. Mm, must be. So that's it. Oh, we did it. Yeah. Talked all the way through that. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. It's been a good week. Has been a good week. Yeah. I've been lazy all You've week. You've been lazy. You haven't been doing anything. No, 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 no. All my work was supposed to be outdoors this week, and we've yeah. had crap weather, so yeah. haven't been able to haven't been able to get out and do any of it. So hopefully you, next week. You did a little work in the house yesterday. Oh, we had we had a we had a um, 
a bit of a pungent smell, didn't funky, we? A bit, something a bit, a bit funky. funky yeah. and we thought, oh no, what is it? And we, we recognise sort of, the smell though, yeah, because exactly. <laughs> we've been through it before. <laughs> um, yeah, but it wasn't in the house. It was yeah. we could smell it down the garage. Yeah. And uh, when you sort of get in the stairs, yeah, was, get at the bottom of the stairs at the garage, it was like, ooh, it was it's starting, starting to permeate in here yeah, now. It was starting to creep up the stairs. And uh, I thought, oh, looks like we've got something dead under the house. Mm. So I had to crawl under the house yesterday and try and find what the hell it was. Yeah. And I found it. Yeah. A dead rat. Yeah. But it wasn't under the house, though, was it? Well, well it was under the house, but it was... In a cavity, oh, it was in a yeah. in a cavity between the first floor and the garage ro- mm. ceiling. Yeah, and uh, the guy who built the place didn't block off the ends of the. So I'm going to have to go through there next week and block it all off, mm. hopefully, and stop rats and shit getting in there. And uh, yeah, found the little bugger. Yeah, little. I put some some rat baits <laughs> down a week or so ago because you know in this area we get. Quite a few rats, rats and stuff. So uh, yeah, so he uh, obviously taken the bait and went went there, uh, and he croaked, croaked. Yeah, we've had one before. Oh. We recognise the smell. Oh, that one before that was the Terrible. worst yeah. ever. Made himself a little house in the that, kitchen, didn't he? Oh yeah, we we had this it had a smell, and it was just getting worse and worse. And it got to a point where you just we couldn't handle it, and mm. I was. I was searching in cupboards and God knows what because it was really strong in the kitchen. Mm. And it took me the best part of four or five days to work it out. <laughs> and I was pulling the dishwasher out and getting in, in behind, putting putting like my phone with the camera on behind yeah, cupboards yeah, yeah. to try and see what it was. And couldn't. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, it smells like it's coming under from under the sink. Mm. Um, but there was no way, no way it could get in under the sink. But it got in under, under the, under the base of the sink yeah, yeah, yeah. cupboard. Yeah. So it was between the floor of the cupboard and the floor. When the plumbers put the pipes in, they didn't seal the pipes off. Mm. And this little, not a little rat. It was a massive big rat. It was a big, big rat. It made a nest. Made himself a little home, and he'd been in there for a little while. Yeah. And I had to cut the floor of the. Of the cupboard open, and there he was, this massive rat, mm. and he'd been there for a long time because there's a lot of, we call them snail bird shells and, and bird eggs and God knows what he made him. So the the whole underneath oh. the floor was his was his home, and Awful. when I opened it, the smell. Mm. Oh my Terrible. god! Oh, I've never smelled Awful. anything like it in my life. Well, I can, I still can't really eat marshmallows because. Um, at the it was like it must have just been after Easter when that happened. Same time of year, <laughs> and there yeah, was be, there right. was like a a bunny. I had like a a marshmallow bunny rabbit. Oh god! And I remember eating the marshmallow, Ugh. standing in that kitchen, smelling whatever before we discovered it, and thinking it's very pungent. And I remember thinking maybe it was the marshmallow, 
But every time I eat, go and eat marshmallow now, I think of that awful oh. rat smell. So as soon as we smelled it down in the garage the other day, it was like, I know this smell. Yeah, it was just revolting. Awful. Terrible. Well, we're lucky it was just a, a rat because we thought it could have been a possum, possum. or like a fox. Because we have foxes in the area too. Yeah, we've so had a we fo- thought maybe it's a fox. Or well, I've a seen one two or three or times recently just hanging around. We a, a fox. We got a uh, big blue tongue lizard living under yeah, the house somewhere. I thought it might have been him. and. Mm. Oh. So that was a bit of fun. Luckily, it was just a dirty little just rat. Just a little rat. But every every time somebody talks about having rats in the house mm. or you know rats in the yard or something, I smell it. Yeah, and I oh I try to reach it. Very oh, recognise. Oh, just think about it now. It's like the oh. smell that doesn't leave you oh. leaves a, a a mental scar. Oh, Ugh. it's just and, I, and when Ugh. I when I got under there yesterday, I couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see it anywhere. Yeah, and. I couldn't smell it because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big breathing thing on, a big mask, mm. you know, big filters and shit on it. Because yep. if it was smelling in here, it was going to be pungent down there. Yeah, couldn't I finished up having to take that off mm. to sniff my uh, eye around. That's enough. I finished up having that's to get enough. under the stairs and yeah, God gross. knows what and couldn't find it. Mm. But then I realised, oh, hang on it's a minute. It's in the wall. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> other, other than that, it's been an Just all right week. Revolting. It's been an all right week. It's been a good week. Uh, we got. We were talking last week about finally getting to the football. Oh, geez, how good was finally it? Finally got back there. A crowd of how many people were there? Twenty-two or something. Twenty-two, 22 twenty-three thousand, something like that. Crazy. No, twenty, twenty-eight, twenty-eight thousand. Crazy. So it was good, but getting back and sitting in a crowd of people. But I tell you what, it wasn't very COVID safe. No, it wasn't. Well, it was. It was, but it wasn't like. Getting, well, you, getting into the ground and all that sort of stuff was okay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, checking with the QR mm-hmm. code and all that sort of shit. That was pretty cool. They had that all sectioned off. The whole stadium was sectioned off in sections, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like barricades so you couldn't get into the next, like, bay, essentially. In case, yeah. I, sh- I assume it's because if there was, like, one person had tested positive, they could isolate it to one bay and they didn't yeah, have to, right. like yeah, – yeah. um, they knew people weren't wouldn't be mingling around the whole uh, around the whole yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty good. They had the COVID coaches wandering around. <laughs> that, was, that was funny to see, was it? COVID COVID safe marshals. COVID, they had like COVID, the COVID yeah. coach on the back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that was so funny. Um, so that it was, was pretty funny. good. But at the end of the match, they. But, um, but I mean, not even that during the during the game, we had some bloke sitting next. to Oh us. yeah, some idiot come and just sit next. Well. Well, because we had one. You supposed to have the two seats free between each party of people. Uh, so we were in our seats, and then there were like three seats or four seats to the right. So there were three. There were three to the right of us. There must and have been four. No, there were three because I, because oh I was, yeah 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 my three seat the, was number three five, to the right right but it yeah, only yeah, 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 yeah number two yeah right so it was three next to us and there was this guy he sat like right on the end um, but he looked a bit shifty yeah like you, you always know the people who are sitting in the seat that's not theirs because they're yeah, always exactly, acting a little right. bit shifty yeah and they come down the stairs and they're like. I just sit here, and they're sort of looking and then, around, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bit shady. Um, then a couple of girls came and sat in front of him, um, and one of the the people that's kind of looking after I don't know what you call them, like the just the marshal, the marshal, kind of came down and spoke to them, and obviously noticed, oh, they're not supposed to be there, and spoke to them and said, oh, your seats are actually behind where this dodgy bloke was sitting. Um, so the girls, so he made. I don't know why he didn't check this guy's tickets. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't understand that either. He checked these girls, but didn't check this guy. Yeah. He was obviously in the wrong seat. Yeah. Um. So the two girls moved into their two seats, which was on the end. And instead of him like swapping spots with them, he came and sat directly next to me. Yeah. Right next to me in the seat next to me. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" 
So I said, let's move along. So he moved up. What we moved? We moved up. We moved up. No, we moved up one seat. Yeah. So then he moved again. Yeah, he decided to move across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So then we moved down another seat. Yeah. Of course, by this time we're encroaching on into somebody else's seats. Yeah. And then you know, if they if they come, I'll be asking him to ask to look at his ticket. Yeah, idiot. And saying, you know, get your get your own seat. And then he was just sitting there. He was like, he started. He just got very comfortable. He was hanging his arm over the chair next to me, and like his arm was like this, like. Fucking within centimeters of me, yeah. and he's and just sort of leaning, back sort of leaning and, halfway across. Yeah, leaning seat over and, and just sort of getting shit. real comfortable, and just like on his phone, and just being a real knob. Is thinking, what the hell are you doing, yeah. you idiot? Just give us some fucking space, you knob. Yeah. <laughs> right. So some people are just still like really. Yeah, and um, I finished up telling him. I just yeah, said, you hey, like, come on, can you just give us a bit of space, mate? You know, yeah. like you're supposed still supposed to be. We're still in a pandemic. Let's yeah. just. And he just sort of looked at me and then rolled his eyes and turned away and knob. He sort of kept his distance, but halfway, halfway through the game, his his arms crouching, uh, crouching across again, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, I was hanging over the back of your seat, and I just yeah, looked, looked across and man? saw him, and he saw me looking, and he quickly pulled his uh, arm back and all that. Yeah, just an what idiot. A, but what a knob. knob! But coming out was the worst. Yeah. Well, because they closed all the gates bar, what, one or two gates they left well, open? For they our, must for have, our I'm not section, sure. there was only one gate yeah. open. Instead of throwing them all open and letting people get out yeah. of the place, mm. they had everybody funneling down into yeah. one thousands exit. of people. Thousands of people. We're probably like talking eight to 10,000, yeah. probably 10,000 yeah. people. Because you also had the people upstairs. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there was well. obviously only there was obviously only a couple of gates open for the whole stadium. Yeah, because they closed most of them off and just funneled like thousands of people down, and we're like 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 cattle. Yeah, like, this is obviously their pro- COVID safe protocol is to close all the doors and get everyone out, you know, safely. Just open all the fucking doors yeah. and let everyone get out because you would. You d- just disperse. Yeah. And then as it was, everyone comes out this one door and it was just packed outside. Yeah. There were people who weren't happy with it. There was one guy who was like slamming his bag against the door. Oh, yeah, he was going, oh, he was going, going off his tits, wasn't he? Going nuts. Going I thought bad. he was pissed off with the result of the game at first, but it was because he couldn't get out the door that oh, he was to go Oh, was it? I thought out. it was yeah. because of the game as no, well. No, I thought, well, it was probably a bit of both. He's yeah. probably a bit fired up because because of the result of the game. Yeah. But then he, I, I think he, he was pissed off because he started yelling at people to move. Yeah. I want to get out. I want to get out. So he's like slamming this, he's, obviously he's trying to up against yeah, the walls obviously trying to smash one of the glass doors or something. Who don't knows? Know, I don't know. But he's, and there was a couple of couple of older couple of older blokes. Yeah, I say older blokes. They were older than me. Yeah, um, grumpy old men they were. Yeah. They they've just gone to walk towards one of the exits that were locked. Oh yeah, and and barricaded <laughs> off. Yeah, and the mar- one of the the um, one of the security guards. Oh no no, you can't go through yeah. there. And they say, oh, I'm going through here. I'm going out that way, and you're not going to be able to stop me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was and he really did. funny. He did, and he did. He, him and and him and another guy yeah, did. They so they funny. went out that way. Yeah, don't blame was, them. Yeah, no, exactly right. They should have just had it all open. Crazy, let everybody man. get out of the place. Yeah, you know, and here we are. We're walking shoulder to shoulder, back, mm. you know, front yeah. to back. You know, within within inches of people. Yeah, I mean, we we've got zero cases at the moment. Yeah, in, exactly in right. The so the, the risk was minimal. Yeah, but it's still it's like still you got to take precautions with it all yeah. because we've seen how quick it is to just bark. Oh, if there's well, one person in that crowd that has it well, exactly and right. it's undetected and then fucking yeah, exactly you've got right. a massive problem on your hands. Yeah. You know, they've cordoned off the whole stadium for the whole game and gone that far. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. You know, I mean, coming from coming from where we were, you know, mm. a few, th- three months yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah, no, just got so chill out. We don't need to go back there again, and that was the, that was the that was the issue, you know. Mm. 
So you're still a little bit, still a little bit gun shy. But I mean, mm. although the, the risk is minimal now mm. because we have no cases. Do we have no cases today? So I don't think so. We've eradicated it. Yeah, well, there's, been, there's no cases in the community at all. And it's been 28 days, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think they say 28 days yeah. and it's... Eradication. Yeah. Well, touch wood. Yeah, exactly right. So... Because we see how quickly it goes balls up. Oh, yeah. Did it go balls up yeah. quickly? Oh, mm. God. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting little yeah. jaunt out, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was quite good. It was good to get out, be in the, the stadium and with lots of people. and like The result we, wasn't great, but... No, result. we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> um, we um, our, our team's got a habit of getting beat by one point. Yeah, awful. And uh, le- and leading like they, you know, they were up by thirty nine points at halftime mm-hmm. and got beat by points. Yeah, sadly. Um, anyway, but we've yeah we've been to the cinemas three times this week as well, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, we, so we feel like we've been out in crowds a lot. I went and did a podcast with someone this week too, which we'll yep. talk about soon. So we've been we've been mingling, yeah. mingling a little bit, yeah. um, which has been weird. It really feels like it's getting back to normal. And that every time you go out and you do something, you get a little get bit more a little more com- comfortable, yeah. a little more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we, uh, as of today, I think mm. we don't have to wear. Oh yeah, no masks. Don't have to wear masks at all. anymore. Still got to carry them with you. Yeah, but um, I can't remember what the situation was. We can have to wear them. I don't think there is any situation now where you have to wear it. No, there there was, but it, I don't know. But like, you know, shopping centres and all that sort of stuff. Up until today, we've had to wear them. Yeah. But shopping centres and and the large retailers and stuff, we don't have to anymore. It's probably nice. like what they had, what it was last time prior Christmas, which was like carry one with you, and if you get stuck in a situation where you're surrounded by too Possibly. many people, like at the football stadium, put the mm, mask on. Hopping in the lift with twenty yeah, other people, yeah, yeah. yeah all that sort yeah. of stuff. I don't know. We'll have to have a look into it so we can be COVID safe. But the vaccines rolling out across America. A lot of people that I follow on Twitter and whatever, um, friends of mine and stuff, they're all getting their vaccines, which oh, is cool. great. Uh, same with the UK. It's rolling out over there. Uh, my girlfriend's parents have both got the vaccine. They've been vaccinated and it's starting to work its way around into the younger sort of demographics and stuff. So yeah, that's good. Things are looking up, mm. which is good. Hopefully, you started know. here on Monday, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, After it started a, a week or two ago, yeah, but that yeah. was all the um, frontline workers and, and yeah. the most most vulnerable. Yeah, yeah so it's look, and it's, now it's, it's all the elderly and stuff. It's all looking up, so which is nice, it was just very nice. A long way, still That's a long good. way to go, but it's the world's slowly getting back to normal a little bit. Mm, still um, going to be another twelve months or so, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon no, definitely. World's not going to get back to normal. Or traveling, I mean, straight away. Geez, when are we going to no, be able to travel? Be ages, you know. Yeah, like no, proper worldwide be, travel. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Well, the, what they're talking about a couple of weeks ago that you want, they reckon twenty twenty four or something before you'll be able to just go anywhere. Well, yeah, it's well like by places that are safe, you're going to be able to travel to probably yeah, within right. the next twelve months. But they reckon like. A hundred percent of the world, you're not going to be able to. There's Travel's still going to be yeah. certain places where you're not going to be able to travel for like yeah. another set, like four or five years yeah. or something, depending on what their situation is. Um, yeah, crazy thing. Um, one thing that did get back to normal for us this week, you, you had another run-in with a. Um, a well, I don't know. It was a courier. Oh, <laughs> was I didn't have a run-in with him. He just those who've been listening or watching or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Know the story about the courier that parked in our driveway yeah. and was there for forty five minutes yeah. on his phone on Facebook. Yeah, and then when he got out, I and I stood there for twenty minutes watching, him thinking, "How yeah. long is this going to take for this guy to realise?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he uh, and eventually eventually got out and he said, "Oh," so he was really 
really funny. Yeah. And then he left his van, left his van there, and went and went to someone else's delivered house. to the house yeah, yeah. next door. So that was last year. That was last year. And then yesterday, get your bingo cards ready if you're playing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oldmaterick.com to get your Dave Lee down under bingo card. <laughs> so, so I was uh, I was in the front room, mm. and I heard a van door open. Yeah. And slide shut, and I thought, oh, must be a courier dropping something off. Yeah. So I got up to have a look, and it was a white van. And um, he got out the van. He started walking towards the front door, then turned away, and then stopped, and then looked at his phone, then came back, and then went back to his car. And then he he uh, came back towards the front door, and I thought, oh my god! So I went out to the went out the front, and mm. I just said, oh, you right, mate? And he said, oh, he's looked at his phone. He said, oh, is it? Oh, I'm after number. Mm. And I said, no, 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 that's that's uh, that's next door. Yeah. And um, he's gone, oh, okay. So he's given me his business card, and then <laughs> and he said, oh, I, I'll give you my business card. So he's giving me my business card, and it turns out the guy was a tyler, <laughs> and the, the, and the people next door mm. were wanting to get tiling some tiling yeah, done. Yeah. So they've got this guy in, and then he's gone back to his van, and. Closed the door, walked out, and then walked next door and just left his van there. Gosh. We weren't going anywhere, obviously. No, no, it, didn't, no. it didn't bother me. I just thought, how, you what know, people, 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 people are incredible. They just, they yeah. just, they'll pull in somebody's driveway and just leave it there. Yeah. It was like there was a story years ago that mm. there were, um, it was a couple of cops, in mm. fact, and it was a male and female, and they pulled up into someone's driveway and hopped in the back seat together. Oh really? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and the owner, the owner of the house, owner of the house, dobbed them in. Oh my gosh! And they got uh, they got insane. sacked. They got sacked over it. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so anybody, so anybody will pull up into anybody's, anybody's driveway, driveway and do anything. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, it was unbelievable. Funny. It was quite funny. Talking about couriers and stuff and parcels and shit. We've I've had a bit of an on and off relationship with Zavi over oh, the years. Bloody Zavi. Um, I was like Dundee now. Well, I declared last year, I was like, that's it. I'm not ordering from it ever again because every time I make like a bulk order, they send it out in individual pieces and you either stuff arrives damaged or it doesn't arrive at all. You have to get replacements and shit. It takes fucking forever for their orders to arrive. Um, I said last year, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. But occasionally you have to make an exception if there's something you want and it's the only place you can get it. Yeah. Um, they do with the Criterion Blu-rays, which I collect, like the premium, whatever boutique label, whatever the hell they call them, special edition discs and stuff. Yeah. Um, they do them in the US. They do them in the UK. Um, I collect the UK ones because they're region free, and they do like a buy two for. Uh, I think it's like, uh, whatever it is. Two I think twenty-two for. I think it came to two. I think it was two for thirty five dollars. But I'm trying to think of what like the equivalent was in in pound. Must have been like two for twenty five pound or something. Twenty pound. Twenty pound maybe. I don't know something like that. Um, so they do this big deal, and they usually do it across Zavi and HMV and Amazon. Um, of course, we can't order from HMV um, and Amazon. The global store never. Whenever there's like a special on the other site or like a multi buy deal or like percent off or something, it never carries across the global store. So literally my only option is to buy through Zavi. And there's this huge list of – usually what happens with the Criterion stuff is you'll get – they do like maybe five or four or five releases a month. And it's very very rare that there's actually something that I want to get. But it takes 12 months – 
for those titles from the previous 12 months to go into the deal. So every year I will usually take take advantage of the deal yep. and I'll get a couple of things here and there. When we could order directly from Amazon UK, I was able to do it through Amazon UK, but you can't anymore. Can't anymore. You, can't right. go, you have to go through the global store, which again doesn't offer that thing. So I was like, fuck, there's so many titles that I needed to get. There was probably like seven or eight released over the past 12 months that I wanted and then uh, there's like four others that had been on my wish list for years because I've been doing these maybe six, seven years, the UK versions. I thought, fuck, you know what? If I'm going to buy this lot that I want, I'm just going to order everything that's on my wish list and I'm done with it until next year, until, you know, yeah. there's probably a handful more that I need to grab next year. So I thought, fuck, I'm going to do it. I placed an order for like 12 of them um, and half of them were in stock. Half of them were not in stock. Oh, here we go again. So I get the emails yesterday. Your Zavi order has been dispatched. Your Zavi order has been dispatched. Your Zavi order has been dispatched <laughs> six times in a row. Six. So they've sent six of them. So they've sent half the order individually. <laughs> so now I'm waiting for them to get the rest of the stock and ship them all individually as well, probably. So here goes the waiting game again. I'll keep oh everyone updated. God. I know everyone was loving keeping updated last year with my Zavi progress. We'll see. I want. I want to take bets down below. How many are arriving damaged, and how many are not arriving at all? Oh. So how many in total were there? Ten, twelve. 12. I was thinking, fuck. I don't want to order this many because there's oh the, because I'm probably you know. Something's going to go balls up with it. The stupid thing is they send everything out individually. Box them up and send them in one box. And they say, oh, we can't do that. It's logistically... I like, have an email. Them, well, they're like, oh, bullshit. There's, th- probably, there's probably a, f- a warehouse. They're all coming no, exactly. from the same warehouse. This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean, right? They're saying, oh, the what they said to me was like, oh, the warehouse is so big. Of course, I'm fucking paraphrasing here, but it was essentially making it out to be like, oh, the warehouse is so big that it's too inconvenient to be able to... Um, put them all in, or was that, I don't know. Again, don't want to get in trouble for saying something that they didn't actually say, paraphrasing here, but it was essentially like it can't be done, right? That's that's just, I think the wording was something like that's just the way it's done or something, right? Um, so essentially I'm feeling like they're just too lazy to box them all up. And look, they're all part of the same collection, Criterion Discs. I guarantee they're in the same spot in the warehouse. Oh, for sure. It's not like this guy has to go over there and then go over there and then go over there and then bundle them all up into a box. They're all together. Oh, you'd think so. All, all, all from the same from the same supply. They'd be in the, be same, in the same section. Area. Well, I worked. You would at, imagine. I worked at HMV. I worked at FOP. Yep. I know it's not a warehouse, yeah. um, but we would keep all the stuff from the same distributors in the same area. Yeah. So if you wanted the Criterion stuff, it would well, be in one sense. section. I guarantee it would be the same in the warehouse. Oh, for sure. It would have to be. You know? They'd be so, getting and, stuff from so many different suppliers. Yeah. So what I mean is like out in the stock room, so where we kept all the stuff. Because you're not going gonna to have somebody there going, oh, one full, full, over no. full cruise desk, that goes down there yeah. with all the O's, and this one, no. you know. It'll be because it, even it's in not store, alphabetical. Even in no store, way. if you go into HMV, you'll have all like the Criterions there, you'll have the arrows there, you'll have whatever else, and then in the stock rooms, it's kept the same, so you know where to go. I guarantee it would be like that in the warehouse. Oh, for you sure. You would have all that out the back. Um, but the funny thing is they all go out at the same time. So they've pass with them all up, put them all on the conveyor belt together, and they've all gone out individually. Just put them in a one single box. box. Put them in one box. 
And you would negate any knee, you would negate any damage because they've gone into a box, not in just a crappy little satchel bag. Yeah. I get discs fucking warped and everything from there. And I said, that, like I said, the only reason I order from them is because I have no option. Yeah. There's no other way I can get these. No, I wouldn't be doing it either if I didn't have to. <clears throat> so, sadly, that's, so that's my, I, we've ranted about this before, but it's just like, why do you keep doing it? And I know other people, multiple people have written to me. Uh, people that I even, like friends of mine, we chat and they're like, yeah, I've just ordered a Zavi order. Oh, look, I just got this. This came bent. Oh, they've sent like six out individually. Same thing. So it's like this widespread thing and everyone knows about it. It's like, what are you doing? Just send, just put them in a box and send them out because they've all gone through it once. Surely it's not cheaper for them to send them individually. Oh, no, exactly right. It would be more expensive. Well, they have a flat rate shipping. No matter, no matter how much you order, it comes to like $8. Rate. It's like an yeah. $8 flat rate. I can add as many. And that's partly why I was like, I'm just going to add everything to the order yeah, so yeah. I don't have to keep paying shipping. Um, so it's a flat rate shipping. And then they send out 12 parcels. Guaranteed they're out of pocket from that. God. And then however many you need to get sent back out because they've been damaged or they never arrived or they'd be – it's mad. It's mad way to do it. If I was running, I'd be saying just – can box it up. Yeah, exactly. Send right. it out in one parcel. So yeah. especially when I get like six emails in a row, they've all come at the exact same time. So they've all gone it's through the exactly system right. at the same time. Yeah. They've all been sitting in the same box in the warehouse yeah. and pulled them all out of the same box and thought, oh, you'll send that one off and that one off and that yeah, one yeah. off. What a joke. I know. So it'll uh, be interesting to see what, what you get. Yeah, it'll be interesting. How long it takes. Again, take your bets. What doesn't come. Take your bets. What doesn't come. What will, What? how much comes damaged. Yeah, how long it takes. Yeah, these this is um because sometimes the Zavi stuff comes really quick, and other times sometimes it, takes it comes three months. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Sometimes you can have it within like a week, and then other times you're waiting ages. This is not just my experience from one order. I've been ordering from Zavi for a long time, and these are recurrent issues with them. Yeah. And again, people that I speak to as well, ha- I do have, have the exact issues. same issues as well. Uh, it's a disaster zone. But I tell you what was really good, JB Hi-Fi. They yeah. d- they got a I pre-ordered an album through them, the la- the latest Lana Del Rey album. We I should ordered. be getting paid by JB. I know. Talking about how good they are. I know exactly right. And the amount of money we've spent. Oh, at JB. I know. Oh, where's we the loyalty program? Float. Where's the loyalty program? I reckon. Come on, JB. Where's the loyalty yeah. program? Go for it. Come um, on. Where's the sponsorship? So I ordered a record. I ordered the new Lana Del Rey album. They did like an exclusive version. I ordered it months ago. And they sent it out the morning before release, and it was on the front doorstep by 9 a.m. Wow. Yeah. So you got a day of release. I got day of release at 9 a.m. Like how good is that? Like the time the store would have opened. Oh, how good is that? <laughs> Pretty good. Very, very good awesome. service. I think that's the only time I've ever pre-ordered anything from JB. Oh, really? Yeah. And when you pre-order online, you don't have the option to do a store pickup. We've it's done, like online. Uh, have we pre-ordered a game? Maybe. I don't think so because it would have been delivered. Well, no, I've just gone into store and bought yeah, you gone in the store. morning of because the only the, like I said, the only way you can pre-order is home delivery, and you have to pay right. like six dollars okay. shipping. But for this record, I was like, I'm just going to pre-order it because the last time they landed Del Rey, I buy all of her special edition ones. The last time she did a special edition one, it sold out within a few minutes. Oh god! So I was like, I'm yeah. just going to buy this one straight away. Yeah. yeah. Um. Probably not a few minutes, but by the time I checked back later that afternoon. And what does Frankie gone. say? By the time the when time, you see it. The time to buy it is when the time you see it. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you someone else who fucked me over, though, this week. Oh. YouTube. My employers. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't, I put, What have I done? Well, I've put Again. My, yeah, I know. Well, I've put my um, Cartoon Evolution up. Well, not Cartoon Evolution. My Pop Culture Evolution Superman debut one. Superman episode. And it's really performed really badly. 
compared to my yeah, other evolutions. Um, and I was shit. I was kind of like, well, what's going on? Usually, I would judge. Um, I would if I dump a cartoon evolution or an evolution video, whatever. The way for me to judge whether it's going to be a good performing video is that if I've woken up in the morning and it's got more than seven thousand views, that's what I've noticed as yep. like trends. If it's hit about seven thousand views in like that five or six hours that I've been asleep, it's going to be a good mover and it's probably going to hit like a hundred thousand views yep. pretty quickly. Uh, this video had just over a thousand views by the time I'd woken up, and it's just caught over like ten thousand like a week later, just a bit over a week later. Yep. Um, so it's going really slowly. I was just, I was like, well, could be numerous reasons. Could be because it's a long one. It was like fifty-five minutes long, which is like only ten minutes longer than my previous longest yeah. one. Uh, so I didn't think length was a huge issue, but it could have been. Um, I could have thought, well, maybe people weren't interested in pop culture evolution. Maybe they just want cartoon characters. Um, maybe it's the character. Maybe could be the character. Like Superman anymore. Exactly right. It could knows? have been or people are just bored of the evolution. It could have been anything. I put out a poll and um, I had hundreds of comments on there, a majority of them saying the algorithm didn't recommend it to me. It didn't appear in my recommendations. And, and these, these are people who subscribe. These are subscribers, yeah. And some of them are people who've clicked the bell icon. Fuck me. And they're saying, yeah, I didn't get a notification. It didn't appear on my homepage. It didn't appear in my recommends. Didn't, I didn't know it was out. It's been out for a week. Some people are like, I would have watched it three times by now. My God. So I looked it up and apparently this is a very common thing. I hear a lot of people actually talking about this, um, where, but this is the first time I've experienced it. But I hear other creators, even like quite big creators, uh, talk, talk about how their subscribers don't get their recommendations for some reason. Um, and so this is the first time I've experienced it where people are like, yeah, I haven't, I just didn't get notified. Didn't I didn't know it was out. But it's and it's with eighty thousand people following you, you can't individually like reach out to everyone and be like, no, "Well, the right. video's out," and you you can't expect absolutely everyone to be following you on social media or even seeing your post on the community board yeah. or anything like that. So it's a lot. Most people, the vast percentage of people, will have to rely on that notification to come through mm-hmm. or the recommend or anything. So that video is it's still moving though. Some of them, like if a video completely dies off it just stops moving but this yeah. is still moving at a decent not a decent speed but it's, it's, it's moving. moving it's <laughs> chugging along which tells me it's probably going to be a slow mover it'll yeah. probably get views over time yeah um there have been cases in the past where i've dropped videos that have underperformed at first not this badly yeah, yeah. Um, but they have underperformed at first and then got big views later down the t- line when they become more relevant or just for some something happens in the algorithm where it goes oh yeah i'll recommend this now uh, so the Scooby-Doo one I did was like one of the first cartoon evolutions I ever did that underperformed when I uploaded it. That's like my sixth most viewed video now. Mm. So who knows what's going to happen with Superman. It could just chug along and get the views over time. But it's just, it was very, it was frustrating to me because I put four weeks work oh, yeah, into it. Oh, yeah, a lot of work in Like that. 12, 13-hour days yeah. for four weeks straight. Um, so it was just frustrating to see that it had underperformed so badly. Um, and I just kind of, I was just curious, like, why has it? Because I want to take the um, the feedback to then inform future videos. If it's yeah, exactly. too long, then I won't make them that long in the future. If you just want cartoon characters, we'll just stick to cartoon characters. A lot of the comments were like, no, please do more of these pop culture ones because I really liked it. Um, but just also a lot of ones the were like, yeah, the algorithm. And, and so I wasn't recommending it to subscribers. Yeah. Well, so apparently how it works, I looked into it, apparently how it works is that if you put the bell icon on, YouTube will 
apparently instantly give you that video. Right. Some people were saying they had the bell on and they didn't get it. But this, this is how it's supposed to work. It goes out to people with the bell icon first and then there's a smaller handful of people who are more regular viewers who don't have the bell icon that they will then recommend it to it next. Right. And if it performs well within that group of people, it will then go Push wider. Right. Um, but there are people there who are regular viewers who are like, I didn't get a notification. You looked on your phone, you're a subscriber, yeah, you click into no. most every video yeah. that I do and you didn't get a notification. You haven't had a notification from my channel for a week. Oh, it's probably longer than that. You know what's really funny, actually? But, but it, no, I've no, had, no. I've, big, had, I've had a couple. Yeah. But, yeah, as you say, nothing for a week. Yeah. But I've had a couple prior to that, but they were, you know, sporadic as well. I wasn't getting a Yeah, well, the, you, you received the video before the Superman one. Yeah, that's directly right. Directly before yeah. it, but then not the Superman. Yeah. It's funny because I've had a well, couple. I, of, I, I got a notification for the, right. for the announcement. Well, yeah, because so, I put the one. announcement video out, but then not for the actual video. I don't know. There was something, obviously something in the algorithm has gone, no, nah, I'm not putting this video out, whether it's the length, whether it's the subject, who knows. But the algorithm done me over on this video, sadly. Um, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I've completely lost my train of thought now. Um, oh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of comments recently which have been like, oh, you're back. It's great to see you back. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been here. I yeah. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I publish like almost every, like at least, at least three days a week. Day. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. I've had multiples of those recently. I've had a lot of comments which are like, oh, it's great to see. Oh, why don't you do evolutions anymore? I'm like, I do one every month. I didn't yeah. do one in January because I take January off. I, take it, I need to take yeah, a breather yeah. in January. I was like, but I do one every month other than that. So I don't know. And they're not getting notified of it. Yeah, it's weird. But you, but you would think that if you're subscribed to to a, mm. to somebody, yeah. that you would automatically get notifications of them. Yeah, that's how it should work. Well, well, the the idea of the bell icon is that you will get notifications. You're opting in to receive notifications, mm. um, but other subscribers should still then receive it, uh, whether that be in their sub feed or their recommendation or their home screen or whatever. But I don't know. Something's happened where this video has just not had the aggressive push that the previous ones have had. I don't understand why. Thing, anybody listening who doesn't have the bell icon on, yeah, can you put it on and see if you get notifications and let us yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. If you want to get rid of it after, yeah, yeah. after the little that experiment, get rid of it. Yeah, just curious. Put the bell icon on, yeah, and then if you're not getting notifications, let us know. Mm. I'm not mad at people for not watching it. Because, no, it's, it's, you know, it's I, and I understand that um, but what, you put stuff out there and not everyone's going to watch everything. What I'm really irked about is the way that YouTube's, YouTube's algorithm is just screwing so people weird. Over. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've got people like yourself who are putting all this work in. Yeah. And as you said, that Superman one, you know, you were working 12, 12 mm. 13, 14 hour days every day, almost every day for four yeah. weeks on that. Yeah. So there's a lot of work mm. going into it. Mm. Um, and basically you won't get paid for that now. Well, not really. I've made like 50 bucks on that video. Yeah, exactly And these right. videos are usually what I, what I need to hit yeah. to make decent money during yeah, the month. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I'm making money on my older videos. Yeah. They make up a decent portion of the pay that I get, but I do also rely on these cartoon evolutions because they're the one videos that actually get the big hits. Yeah, and, and you the, get a lot of subs out of that too. Yeah, yeah. Out of those, usually. So if I have a underperforming cartoon evolution one month, that means I've underperformed for the month, yeah. sub-wise, monetarily, and it makes it harder to sustain. So, But what's YouTube's reasoning? You, I don't you, know. Would you know? 
Well, it's because they they favour the audience over the creator. So they want to recommend videos that the audience wants to watch. So they're more in favour of... Well, how fucked up's that? Yeah. Look, if, they, if they're not looking after their creator, mm. you know, they're not going to have creators to push it out well, exactly. for them. But that's the thing is like it's so algorithmically based now based on what you've clicked on. It ba- It's based on the length of... The links that people usually watch videos for, it's based on the kind of videos these people are clicking into, what's in the title. what It's so algorithmically based that it's, who knows, this video might have been 50 minutes and it's like, oh, yeah, we're not pushing that out because it's too long. These people won't watch it sort of thing. Who knows? But it's just one of, this is the first time where I've experienced that yeah. the algorithm has been against one Re- of these videos oh, exactly right. for some reason. Yeah. I've been doing them for two and a half years yeah. now. And each one has been quite successful, but this one just tanked. No. Uh, anyway, YouTube, get your act together. Yeah, I know. Look after your creators. I know, I know. Forty minutes in already. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna move along. I, suppose. I know. We have got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> um, we've been watching, not a lot, not a huge amount, not a huge a lot. Again, um, again, I've been trying to get to a movie and a, a morning. Um, when I wake up and get up early, put a movie on, i got a stack of like hundreds of titles to get through that I need to watch. Yep. This week I didn't really watch many. I can't really remember why. I can't think I slept in a couple, of days. In a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> I got up at like 9am one morning. I was like, Jesus. I just well, got... one, one day was nearly 10, I think. Yeah, it was like 9.30, 10 o'clock by the time I got up. I was like, what the hell? I just slept through all my alarms. I usually like to get up about 6.30. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get anything in there. I didn't get a movie in today. Um, I got a couple of movies in, though, that I had to watch from distributors that had sent in. Um, Mummy Dearest, you would have seen this one, surely. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the one with um, Faye Dunaway yeah. as, um, yeah. uh, what's her name? Oh, gosh, I always forget her name. Um, Joan Crawford. Yeah. Based on the expose that Joan Crawford's adoptive daughter wrote about her years ago, <laughs> um, about, like, painted her as an abusive mother, um you know, a um, yeah, a, yeah, abusive person like would like uh, physically abuse her and mentally abuse her and all this stuff. Um, yeah. And the film is just so over the top, and mm. it's like considered one of the worst movies ever made. It's like a cult <laughs> film, and the performance Faye Dunaway's performance is so terrible, and it's so over the top and just melodramatic that you, you, it's it's funny. It's a movie with such a heavy subject, but you can't help but laugh at this performance. It's just so over the mm. top and like, what the hell? It's like considered one of the worst movies yeah. ever. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's an, it's an older film, it. older film, but it's like one of those cult films. But it's actually, it's not a bad film. It's not a bad movie, but it's just the performances are really over the top. And again, it paints Joan Crawford in a, in a, in a really horrible light. Of course, there's been, um, you know, over the years, um, People have debated whether this expose was true or whether it was just an expose to make money or whatever. Who knows? We won't debate that. But, um, yeah, I checked that one out. Uh, Shock Entertainment sent that one over as uh, one of their most mm. recent releases. So finally got around to watching that. It's one I wanted to watch for a while. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Um, and then I watched one called Black Sunday. I think this. I think I watched this over on the weekend. Uh, this is one with Robert Shaw. And um, who else was in it? I can't remember. Um, really good. The film from like the 1970s, I think 1977. It's got a score by John Williams. 
It's about this uh, this terrorist group, the Black September terrorist group, who takes over the Goodyear blimp over the um, uh, uh, Super Bowl game and trying to oh, blow it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, vaguely, yeah. vaguely, It's vaguely. about two and a half hours. The first hour is like really, it's quite sluggish. It's like really, um, uh, really political. It's like a political thriller, slow-boiling political thriller. But in the last hour and a half of the movie is just like full-on thriller action and just really quite suspenseful and gripping. I thought it was a really, really terrific film. I really loved it. Um, yeah, like I say, um, it's been released by... Um, my friends over at Viavision Entertainment as yep. part of their imprint range. So that's on Blu-ray at the moment. Really yeah, good movie. Yeah, I'm just looking on IMDb here. Yeah, I do. I Who else is in that? Robert Shaw Robert and Shaw, um, Bruce, Dern. Bruce Dern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very good film. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Again, you got to get through that first hour or so. And John Williams, one of John Williams' earlier scores, 77, wasn't it? So, <clears throat> yeah, 77. Yeah, so it's the same year as Star Wars. So prolific, that man. Yeah. The scores that he did just in like a five-year period. Absolutely insane. Mm. We got through the Mighty Ducks films as well, one, two, and three, uh, yeah. in preparation for the – Yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. We watched one in the evening, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because the new Disney Plus series has, is coming yeah. out. Came out last Friday. Yep, that's yeah. right. We record – on, on a, a Friday. Friday, so it's coming out tonight at the time we're recording this, but by the time you hear this, it's the first episode's already out. Yep. Uh, we've seen the first three. Yep. Uh, so we watched the we watched the, the three films in the lead-up. They're movies that... People are going to ask, hey, did you see three of them? I get that. Here. I get that all the time. <laughs> That's what I said. I get that comment on all my reviews. Yeah. It's like, how have you seen it early? I'm like, media, it's my job. That's what screens. I do. Yeah, like, uh, what do you expect? Get people, scre- yeah, get screeners from the. People don't understand how like screeners or screenings and stuff work for journalists. One guy said to me, um, he was like, "How did you when we went to see Raya and the Last Dragon in the cinemas?" He was like, "How did you get to see it early?" I was like, "I'm accredited media, so I got you know an invite." And the guy was like, "Oh, but I thought that was only for if you like work for a newspaper." <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think you had somebody asking you to bloody upload something. Yeah, someone. Too, didn't you? Sa- someone said because I put the, I put the, it was a photo of Tom and Jerry in the cinema. Right. You could see the seats. You could see the screen. Welcome to the Melbourne premiere of Tom and Jerry. And someone says, "Can you make the premiere on YouTube?" <laughs> I said, "No." I said, "The premiere was in a cinema today. That's the picture that you're seeing," and. I'm not. I, can't, I cannot upload a movie to YouTube. No, <laughs> just I get some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we watched the three Mighty Ducks films. As a kid of the '90s, you would have thought it was something that I would have grown up with. I don't ever really remember watching them. Yeah, but I remember. I remember you watching. Them. I'm sure I've seen them, but I don't yeah, really yeah, remember yeah. them. There were bits and pieces I remembered. The first film where they're practicing with the eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you re- really that. remember that. I know Nan had the videotapes of them. Your mother yeah. had the the VHS tapes yeah. of all three of them. I can picture them. Mm. Um, so I definitely watched them at some point, but I really didn't remember much of them at all. Mm. For some reason, they weren't ones that like stuck with me. Well, I watched them a couple of times, and there wasn't a lot about mm. them that I remember. Yeah. Not that I remember. I yeah. remember something <laughs> tomorrow. You know, tonight, not, yeah, remember not remember tomorrow. Um, but they were good fun. They were good fun. Um, mm. And then we watched the... Um, the we three watched episodes, the first three, three episodes, episodes which I thought were fun. really good. Yeah, 
That was good fun. Um, I gave it four stars. Oh. But that's only for the first three. That's only based on the first three. As I said in my review, this show could fall to garbage. Yeah, as of well, it could. You never know. I don't think so with the direction no. it's going. Um, but, it's, but it's very similar to the movies. Yeah. But it's an updated version of them, which yeah, is yeah. really nice. And you get to see a lot more of, what's the character's name? Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Coach Bombay, yeah. yeah. So you get to find out more about why he dropped out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really stuff. dives into the character. Really, yeah, I thought really it was good. really good. Um, but it all it takes that um, it takes the formula of particularly that first movie where he's down and out of his luck and gets forced into coaching a a, a, a hockey team. Yeah, really. that's right. So it's the same yeah. story, but it's what they do now. What they do nowadays when they reboot something, they take the old story. It's a sequel, the old but they take the old formula to reboot it for a new yeah. audience, which you totally understand. Yeah, they exactly did that right. with Star Wars, and they've done it, you know, with whatever else. Um, but it works really well. Like like you said, it delves into the character a bit more. You learn more about the character, and it's a bit darker than the films, a bit more mature. Yeah. There's a lot of comedy still there, but it's not like over-the-top, like 90s, really cheesy no, that's right. cornball comedy. Yeah. Um, it's quite good. It really worked. It really yeah. worked for me. I think it was actually better than the films. Uh, yeah, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if, yeah, you're it a, if you're a fan of the movies, like a long-time fan of the movies, it probably won't top it for you. Oh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that, like, I know that if I was, like, I had watched the Mighty Ducks, like, constantly, like, yeah. as a like, super fan, I'd probably look at it and go, I like it, but I don't like it as much as the movie. Mm. But as someone who's got that disconnect, I'm like, yeah, I think I think I enjoyed that more than the, than yeah. the films. But I'd be keen to hear what people think about that. Um, so, yeah, I was really, I was actually quite impressed by that. I wasn't too sure what to expect. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, uh, Emilio Estevez is back as Gordon Bombay. Um, you've got Lauren Graham in there as well. Um, so, yeah, that was a good series. Mm. I really enjoyed that. Looking, well, we have to wait. Well, they drop them one, one episode yeah, a week, one a are week, they? I think. Oh, so I'm going to wait three weeks. Before yeah, I know. Get another one. Friday nights. Four, five, six, so it'll probably go up about the same time as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh. Yeah, that's tonight. It was on Friday. On Friday, yeah. <laughs> it was a good one, episode two, yeah. yeah it was good. Um, episode one was good. Episode one was terrific. It was going to talk about this, yeah. Really liked it. I jumped the gun. I you jumped the gun? I've yeah, well, the gun. I jumped the gun to begin with because we're going to talk about TV after we've done all the movies. Oh, but right, okay. I started talking about Mighty Ducks a little early. Mm. So we can go. We can segue into uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then segue back to the movies. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, because it's very cinematic anyway, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, very, very, yeah. very much so. I imagine you've enjoyed this more so than you did WandaVision oh, yeah, straight yeah, off yeah, the yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I enjoyed WandaVision as, yeah. as an ensemble, as a, yeah, yeah, as a yeah. complete yeah. piece. But it was harder for you to get into The it. first three or four eps were like, yeah, oh, I don't know if I can do, deal with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the length, the runtime of these episodes, much better. Much better. You've got like 55 minutes or however long it was. yeah, yeah. So much better. It doesn't. What I found every week with WandaVision was that it just abruptly ends. And that, you're like, that's one thing I like hit you. It was hated like, about it. No, it's like oh, it's done already. And it was almost almost incomplete. That episode yeah. was incomplete. Yeah, because I feel like because they're so cinematic, you feel like you're watching a film. Yeah. And then when it cuts off, it's like it's like a shock to the system. But the whole idea of those was to sort of run it the same length as an old as a sitcom. sitcom. Yeah. So as that went on, they did they did get longer. But I think. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was, I could be wrong, but I think the runtime of the first episode was longer than any of the WandaVision episodes. Right, okay. Um, and I felt like it felt like by the time it ended, you were like, that's fine. Yeah, I'll wait until yeah. next week. It wasn't like a shock, like, yeah. please stand by or whatever used to come up on WandaVision. It was like, oh, that felt good. You know, here for 50 minutes, 
or 45 or however it is, including credits. It's like a nice length. Yeah. That um, good. And the um, the production values of it are insane as well. Oh, yeah. And, and it helps to know the characters really well too. Oh, yeah. You know, because we've had those characters around for... For a long time, yeah. Years. Yeah. So and, that was nice to... Yeah. It's more. It feels more in line with the films because yeah, it's, very much so. It feels like you can follow the story a little easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. That first scene where he jumps out of the out of the um the plane oh, and he's flying it was through insane, the canyon, wasn't it? Yeah, awesome. That was insane. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got um six episodes. It's a six episode series. So Wonder Vision was eight or how many was that? Nine, eight, nine, nine episodes. Wonder Vision. Um, but they reckon because these episodes are longer and those ones were shorter, it'll still be the same length. So the series total, will be the yeah. same length in total, which is like six hours or something. Right. Um, but you're just going to get longer episodes and less episodes. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see where it goes tonight or it went last Friday. Yeah. Uh, very – oh, yeah, I really yeah, loved it. Looking forward to it. Really, really liked it. Um, we've got um, – we finished oh, – before we double back to the movies, TV – uh, we finished that trying, mm. which was that, that little British show that's on Apple TV Plus. Cute little, yeah, cute little series. Really good show. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so we finished that. Now we've got to wait and for the second sort of, season. You know, wound up as you expected it to wound up and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was still a really cute little. Yeah. It's nice. Cute little mini series. We talked, talked about it a bit last week. Yeah. Well, there's going to be another season of it. Oh, so okay. it'll be interesting to yeah. see. It'll be good. Yeah. To see where that goes. Um, and I finished Harley Quinn. Yesterday, season two. Yeah, finished. that's right. Yeah, I'm sad now. I've got none left. <laughs> there's only, a, but, two, only two seasons that. Well, there's another one coming, but it's not hasn't been released yeah. yet, and that's going to go to HBO Max. So I have no idea how I'm going to see it. Mm. I've enjoyed. Um, I've enjoyed that. Really nice, liked nice it. Like I've loved it. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite animated series ever. Like the animation. The, the animation's bat. fantastic. So I love good. the animation. Yeah. Um, and just it's you know it's a yeah. little superhero. Yeah. Super villain, yeah. Cartoon made for adults, yeah. It's so good. I love it. I just yeah. love it. I was sending Alicia Snapchats of it, and she's not really into like superheroes and that kind of shit. Yeah. But she she'll watch the Marvel films with me and secretly enjoys them. Yeah, like she likes the Captain America one. She enjoyed Avengers. She came to the midnight screening with me to end. She's a closet Marvel fan. Cl- yeah, yeah, yeah. She won't admit <laughs> it, but she likes the films. And I was sending her screen shots of this show on Snapchat and I was like, you would like this show. She's like, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoyed it's it. very, very, very good. It. I would watch it again. I said to her, I'll watch it. I will watch it again with you because it's so good. Yeah. And I did two seasons in two weeks. It was a short, like, 20-minute yep. show. Yep. Really good. So I'm waiting for season three. I can't wait. And and, and Kaylee. Kaylee Cuoco. Cuoco yeah, yeah. fantastic. She's so good, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, the character's almost drawn drawn from her really yeah yeah like you know you look at the character and yeah. once you once you know who the who's voicing it yeah and you recognize that voice think oh well yeah they've drawn yeah, yeah. they've drawn the character to mm. look like her too yeah, exactly yeah so good it's uh, the whole cast it's got an incredible cast uh lake bell plays poison ivy she's good got, she's really um good. Alan Tudyk, I believe, voices the Joker, who is really good in it as yeah. well. There's a whole cast. Like, the whole cast is really good. And oh, Jack- Bane, I love, I love Bane. I love Bane's voice. Bane, yeah, Bane's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's a, they rip off the um, the Nolan Bane. Yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. The Tom Hardy yep. version of Bane. So it's a bit of a piss take on that. Um, and then you've got um, Jason Alexander, 
Yeah, from Seinfeld, oh, George Costanza. He is the old guy in the wheelchair. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. And I think uh, Penguin is Wayne Knight. Yeah, the, I, know, I knew Wayne Knight yeah. was in it, but I didn't know yeah, which Penguin. character. He, but there's like heaps of people. Wanda Sykes is in there as well, who was yeah, that like right. fairy, whatever it was with the book and all that shit. Yeah. Um, just a, ter- a great cast, great show. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it, I, I bought it on the global store, Amazon global store for like 35 bucks or something. Best 35 bucks I spent yeah, on a disc in it's, ages. It's, it's worth ages. a look, really yeah, worth a look. Get your hands on it if you can. I'm not into I'm not into these cartoon series of the superhero yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, that, me either, that really. I really enjoyed. I don't know, the last time I watched like a superhero TV I think, series. I think it was only probably two, probably two episodes that I didn't see. Yeah, because you fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but most of it, I saw most really of it, yeah. all of it. Yeah, really good. Really Loved enjoyed it. it. Let's double back to the movies that we watched. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said but. Yeah, no, no. You yep. said yep. So, yep. Um, well, uh, this is on a streaming service as well. We watched the Billie Eilish documentary last night, The World's God, a Little how, Blurry. How good was that? The World's a Little Blurry. Yeah, really good. Wow, she... Not well, not just her, but her brother. Her brother, Phineas, yeah. Unbelievably talented people. Mm. Unbelievable. So this cha- the film chart, it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's very long. It doesn't feel that long, though. I was dreading what, having to watch that. Yeah, I was thinking... Well, we put it off for ages because it's yeah. like two, two hours two, and 20 yeah. minutes. I thought it's a bit much. Um, but it's not like a talking head documentary. It is, they just had cameras following them. Yeah, it's just like a just fly on the wall. Really, sort of. yeah, intimate, sort of raw look at them crafting um, her album, um, When We All Fall Asleep, Where yeah. Do We Go? Yeah. Um, and she's, what, 16, and he was, how was how much older than her? Four well, years? Four years older. So who's 20? So I think it started, she was, the, there was footage of her when she was, 13. Yeah. And then it sort of took up from when she was 15. Yeah, yeah. While they're making the yeah. album, yeah. They're so, t- so talented. But Just I, unbelievably I, I think, talented. I think her brother, I got I got the impression her brother was the more talented of the two. Yeah, well, he's composing the music. Unbelievably talented bloke. Mm. Unbelievable. Like at the age of... The age of sixteen, I think it was, he had his own band and he was yeah. mixing and making his own music with his own band. Nuts. Um, and here he is as a as a you know, what nineteen, eighteen, mm. nineteen, twenty year old, producing that stuff, producing a Grammy award winning album in yeah, his bedroom, bedroom on, a, on, a, on, a on a laptop, on a laptop, on one of these on a Mac things, yeah, nuts. It's like, and here she is. She's 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 sitting on his bed in his yeah. bedroom, yeah, with a microphone, yeah, recording the recording yeah. audio and stuff for mm. the albums and. It just it just flies in the face of of um, yeah, you know everything recording studios. Yeah. Why do you know, you don't need a recording studio yeah. anymore? Stuff people are doing on YouTube on on laptops. And yeah, shit, exactly you know? right. It's just the whole world's completely changed. Yeah, and you just take it into your own hands now. Yeah, you know, like these two kids, and you find out through this that she never went to school. She was never put through. School. No, that's right. No, no, no. Um, so they just spent all their she was time homeschooled, making music. She? Yeah, I think she was homeschooled. I think she said that she wasn't even homeschooled. But she graduated. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I don't know. She must have been homeschooled. Had to have been. Had to have been to some degree. Yeah. If, she, if she's graduated. Yeah. But I mean, I just think that. But both her and her brother Ugh. have got have got such an IQ mm. on them. That yeah. They. I, I reckon they'd be the sort of people that they would read something once and it'd be, and it'd be stuck. Oh yeah. Like your mother. Yeah. I got to read something <laughs> times before something sticks. But well, it's it's just so fascinating to watch it as it's happening. 
and knowing how they had obviously it goes right through to the release of the album and how she has just meteorically exploded and the toll that fame had on her at such a young age like 16 years old um there's meltdowns there's everything that you would imagine and just seeing how this affects someone yeah um and of course it goes through to the grammys where they just absolutely cleaned up they swept all the major Mm. awards but knowing as you're watching it how it ends because you've seen it on yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever is just like really fascinating. And just the way that they're, they're right. She obviously has written the lyrics and then he comes up with the melodies and as they're writing it and all the things that he goes, Oh no, do it this way. Do it this, maybe yeah. change that lyric, yeah. do this. I will mix this in and see how that sounds. And it's just like fucking hell, man. Yeah. It's like tw- a 16 year old, a 20 year old, 15 year old and a 19 year old making yep. this making great, like, Grammy award winning album. I'm sitting here like I'm 30. What have I done? <laughs> I've got a podcast. <laughs> oh, exactly. Like, but yeah, I just, Man. I was actually, as I was, as we were watching it, I, I'm thinking to myself, she's not the talented one. He's the talented yeah. one. She's incredibly well, talented yeah. as well, as obviously. Mm. But you know, and then she's got, then she's got, you know, she's got that little notebook she has where mm. she writes everything yeah. down, sketches, and just sketch. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. Visual yeah, artist as yeah. well, but you like see some of her drawings are just incredible. Just she, really simple, but she doesn't beautiful. even doesn't even write the lyrics like traditionally, where it's just straight down the page. She's got the pages yeah. full of art, and then there's just lyrics just lyrics kind of scattered over around the place. it. Just crazy, man. And then and as as she's recording, they're changing. You know, she's changing. Oh, maybe if I say it this way, or maybe yeah. if I say this instead of this, or yeah. or he'll say, oh, you maybe say this, and she goes, no, it works better that it's cooler the other way. Yeah, that's right. And then them trying to push her to do music that's a little bit more, um, what was the word they Traditional? used? Uh, no, the, um, more, oh, geez, I use the word a lot too, which is like, um, like mainstream. more accessible. Accessible, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. mainstream yeah. music that's more accessible. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. It's not me, that's yeah. right, yeah. Crazy. I thought it was fantastic. I've watched a lot of these documentaries about artists or creatives, mm. whether it's singers or filmmakers or whatever. This is one of the best ones I've ever seen because it's just such a just a fly on the wall thing. Yeah. Just to watch them in this creative process, I'm just mind blown. Well, it's not just Never that. I mean, you, like you see, you, you see a real personal side of it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you, you know, you you see that she suffers depression. Yeah. And, and what's that? What else has she got? Uh, Tourette's. Tourette's, and yeah, yeah. So she's so she got yeah. Tourette's, and she suffers depression. Yeah. And and it's quite and, sad. And you know. You, I mean, you've got to watch it to to, yeah, un- to yeah. understand it. But you know, she was you know, suicidal and yeah, everything yeah. At, at one point in her life. Yeah, she was you know fifteen years old, yeah. sixteen years old. So it's a really, it's really a worth, really, really worth a look. Even really if you don't, even if you're not a fan of her, I think if you're someone who appreciates like an art, just just looking at how an artist approaches work, I always find it fascinating. I've read so many like um, autobiographies and biographies and shit over the years and watched yeah. so many documentaries. Yep. And the fascinating thing for me to see is how different artists approach their art in a different way. That's right. And I just thought this was just so fascinating. So if you're someone who appreciates that kind of thing, check it out. And the two hours, two and a half hours goes by really quickly. Mm. Uh, there's, there's even an intermission, an intermission in the middle yeah. where it says intermission. So you can break it up into a couple of viewings yep. if you want. But it's um, the first half is pretty much them making the album. The second half is like... Um, how she was affected by the fame of after the album yeah. just completely blew up. Yeah, really terrific documentary. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I loved really it. It was very, it. very good. Yeah, no, I did enjoy it. A couple of movies we've seen in cinemas this week. Woo! 
it was good fun. Um, we checked out. Uh, let's start. We'll go by the order that we saw them in. Um, I think on Saturday was Peter Rabbit too. Was that two? first? Yeah, yep. enjoyed that. Oh, look, it was okay. It, wasn't, it was all right. It was what I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go into it expecting a certain thing and you mm-hmm. get it, well, you can't be disappointed. Oh, yeah, exactly. So we weren't disappointed. Yeah, no. Well, I didn't like the first I th- movie. Well, I thought I enjoyed the first one more than the second yeah. one. I didn't like the first one. No? No, it was just too over the top, just too much. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I felt like they scaled it back a little bit. It worked better for me. Oh, okay. No, I did, I, look, I enjoyed it um, and accepted it for what it is. Yeah. Um, it's a kids film. Yeah, exactly right. It's a kids film. That's all. That, that's really the thing. Is. I mean, you see a lot of lot of, um, and we hear them all the time. Like we go to these screenings, oh, and as we're walking out, you got these little groups break away, yeah, and yeah. they start, you know, bagging a film. Yeah. Or oh, and I thought that this was. You, you know, never hear anything. You never ever hear no. anything positive coming out of any screening. No. It doesn't matter what the film is. There's always going to be people hanging around just bagging the shit out of the yeah, film. Yeah, exactly right. And, they, and these, are, these are the critics my, you don't want to hear. My favourite example was coming out of A Million Ways to Die in the West, which was that Seth MacFarlane film. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we heard someone behind us going, well, that was a little bit puerile. Well, what do you expect? What do you fucking, fucking expect? Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> That's why we went in there to see. Exactly right. You go in to see that puerile That's the kind of shit that humor. you hear coming out of these things and you think, oh, my God. Oh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do have to watch a movie for what and it some, is. And some like, some some wanker. I don't know if you heard him when we were walking out. Yeah. Um, this was in the next one, the, the one yeah, we saw yeah, on the yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Walking out, and, and he's talking about some. You know, oh, I think I think she was having an existential crisis, oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, you <laughs> wanker, enjoy the film for yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. It's a kids' film. Yeah, exactly right. You've got to look at it through the eyes of the of the. Audience, it's intended yeah, for. Exactly so right. these wankers go into it looking yeah. through their own eyes mm. and not through the eyes of a ten-year-old kid. Yeah, that's one thing. What that, that's one thing that, like, about film criticism that I can't stand. Just yeah. like film, film. Um, I I don't know. There's just like this whole like sub culture like of critics, which is just they just don't like anything, and they just have to be so pretentious about anything. You have to approach it like like I go into this thing. And if it worked for the kind of film that it is, then it works. Yeah, that's right. So if I rate something like, not that I gave this four stars, but if I was to go and see kids movies, like, I'm so good to give it four stars, doesn't mean it's as good as some other like superhero film that I've given four stars or like some drama that I've given four stars. It means that you rate it, Based on the kind Based of on film the that audience it is. That, it, yeah. that it's made for, so I gave this three and a half. I thought yeah, that was that's like a bit fairly, right. yeah. fairly, yeah, it'd be about the like same. pretty good. Uh, the second one we saw was Tom and Jerry, so yeah. that was like very much the same thing. Three and a half for me, same thing. It's a kids' film. You know what you're going in for. Yeah. If you get it, if you get what you're going, if you get what you go in expecting, yeah, you can't be disappointed. So many people didn't like it, and I'm thinking it's because, yeah. I mean, it's a kids. It's a movie for kids. Mm. And then I was speaking to someone, um, one of my friends, um, Tessa, who runs yep. Mama's Geek. She's got two young girls, and she said they watched it like a dozen times. Yeah, that's right. And that's what that's what that's the audience. And what I think a lot of people went into it expecting was just Tom and Jerry running around for an hour and a half, smacking each other over the head with baseball Amazon bats and stuff, shit. Yeah. They're in it very little. Like they're in it less than you would expect. Yeah. Um, the point I made in my review was that 
you can't translate that formula from those seven-minute Tom and Jerry shorts of them chasing them each no. other around a house, no. smacking each other with baseball bats for an hour and a half. No, exactly right. You have to throw in the human characters. You have you to have some story. And then you have like brief like five, six-minute segments where they're running yeah. around smacking each other in the face yeah. with, with irons and, mm. and stuff like that. And then you get the human stuff. And like I said, uh, I think I said in my review, but I said it to you earlier as well, was that in the film they did in the early 90s, Tom and Jerry talked. Yeah, that's right. And they were like friends. They went on a quest and stuff. And that's the only way you could have sustained that movie. But that's like such a sore spot for so many people. Oh, Tom and Jerry were talking in that movie. But having now seen this one, you understand why they made them talk. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. that's the only way you can sustain the narrative. Yeah. Whereas in this film, they put the characters kind of in the background and had the human characters leading the narrative. Yeah. It worked for me. So the character's gone back to the original. Yeah, it's the original, original type of character. Yeah, the original kind of interpretation. And if you and if you watch it, if you watch, for me, if you if you're watching it through eyes of an adult, mm. the animation, I thought the animation wasn't wasn't blended very well. Yeah, with the um, live life, action live stuff, action yeah, stuff. Yeah. But a kid's not going to. Kids not going to notice. The kids well, just going to enjoy it for what it is. Well, they went with that kind That's of like hybrid animation, which is like the 3D and the traditional yep. kind of blended together. Yep. A lot of people took issue to that. It was like either go all out on one or the other. Mm. So like with Space Jam where they just had hand-drawn characters, but they were like shaded. Yep, yep. Roger Rabbit did the same thing. Either do that or just do like 3D. Yeah. Either way, it's going to blend better. Um I thought it like it was it's okay, but it wasn't terrific animation on that. Not as good as Peter Rabbit. Now Peter Rabbit's one that did go oh. one direction where it was like three D characters. They're still a bit cartoony, but they're three D. Like that work on the the fur and everything oh, is just fabulous. Beautiful. It was beautiful yeah. animation. Yeah, loved it. That was yeah, yeah gorgeous. But yeah, I mean the the Tom and Jerry one looked like it was sort of like, almost looked like it was cell animation just dropped over the top. Well, yeah, but it had three D. It was the blend. Yeah. Um, but with Space Jam, you had the two. The two Space Jam was just cell traditional animation, yeah. but it but worked it was shaded. because they they had shading. It's and like stuff. what I'm trying to say is, you go all out on one or the other. Yep, and it's going to work because if you see the two the traditional characters there, you're going to understand. All right, well, there's obviously it's like that whole thing about um uh um oh, geez, what am I thinking um the where you have to lose your sense. No, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that um, the, the sense of your belief, your um, your your thing of belief. What's it called? Your bloody I don't know. Um, suspension of belief. Right. So you suspend your suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. disbelief. So you have to with something like Space Jam, you can suspend your disbelief right. because you just you just accept it for what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. So except that there's these traditionally animated characters talking to Michael Jordan. Um, but whereas with this one, I feel like it's like it's it doesn't know quite what it wants to be and you can't really – it messes with the brain. I don't know. Maybe we're talking but, a bit but, shit. But kids aren't going to know that. No, no way. So you've got to look at it for the you – know, as, we, as we've said, watch it for the yeah. audience that was intended. Exactly for, right. It's not, not made, for yourself. It's not made for adults. No, it's definitely It's very definitely much made not. for children. Very much Very much, so. much a kid's film. Particularly the Tom and – yeah, Tom and Jerry, very much yeah, a kid's yeah. film. Yeah, um, yeah. For what it was, though, I enjoyed it, and I gave it a three and a half as well. That's about right. Um, we saw Godzilla vs. Kong, the oh, big yeah. one. Yep. All be careful about talking about it. We might get accused of uh, breaking embargo. <sighs> there's um, There's been two embargoes with this film, which have been very strange, um, because um, it's opened here 
and in a few other places around Asia, I think, a week earlier than America. Usually what they would do is the embargo would just open on the same day everywhere. that's right. But they open the embargo in Australia and Asia a week earlier than the American embargo, like four days earlier. The Americans won't like that. So the American critics were very annoyed that everyone else said that, oh, what's happening with these international critics breaking embargo? Well, we didn't because... Quite simply, we had a different... I think it's stupid that we had a separate oh, exactly I think right. it's really yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah. the way they did it. I don't know why um, that, that they have made a separate embargo for it. Usually, as I said, it would all open up on the same day. But we didn't break the embargo. There was a separate embargo for international critics. Um, so, yeah, we can talk about it. It's open yeah. here now um, in cinemas. Um, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Just mind-numbing... Yeah. Action and just dumb. violence and yeah, unbelievable stuff. But yeah. you know, it was popcorn. Just, it was just dumb fun. popcorn fun. Yeah, yeah. We exactly right. we like we're not huge fans of the monster verse of films. Not really. Like we've liked. Well, so I, I even even watched um, uh, Jackson's King Kong. Well, it's not part of this. No, no. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. We should watch that though because that's quite good. Yeah, I haven't watched it for years. Jack Black. Jack yeah, Jack Black yeah. is in that one, that's right. and Adrian Brody and yeah. Naomi Watts. Oh yeah, and King Kong, the game. Oh, it's King Kong. Yeah, he's too. In it, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really, It's actually. I saw it. Me and Lockie and Tim and Mark and Will. I don't know if Jackson was there. It was like a whole group of us went to the cinema to see it. I think we we didn't skip class. We skipped a day of activities week. Tim didn't come. Tim's mum wouldn't right. let him go. That's right. So we, because we yeah, had activity, we had like activities week at the end of the year, which is like, no, nah, like they suggested you be there, but you didn't really, yeah, you know, whatever. And so they put activities on. It was activities, you know. and that's what it was. It wasn't like classes or anything. So we all decided, no, we're going to go see King Kong on opening day, and. I remember sitting in the cinema and Lockie was just running amok, running under the chair. It was only us. There was no one else in the cinema, just us, the group of us. Lockie's like running up and down the stairs and what under each totally other's chairs. Like, that. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, no, not surprising at all. I think, what are you doing, man? And I think kind of like it took all of us out of the experience of the film because it was just mucking around yeah. in the cinema. I wouldn't recommend this out there. Uh, set a bad example. <laughs> um, there was no one else in the cinema, so we weren't disrupting anyone. But Lockie was just being a, a knob. As per, um, and um, <laughs> I feel like it took us out of the experience. So I that was so many years ago now. That movie is so old now. It must be like fifteen, nearly twenty years old. Yeah, it have, have to be. be. Um, so I'd like to revisit it again. But what I have seen of it again since, I really liked, and I do remember liking the film. Anyway, Godzilla v Kong, which is the new one. Um, I I thought it was really great. I I, I didn't really like Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, Kong Skull Island. I really liked. Um, but this new one, I just I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was like yeah, two thousand five. So yeah. it's that sixteen years 16 ago. Sixteen years. Gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I like I, I liked it. Just a big popcorn spectacle. Yeah. The sequences were terrific. Like yeah. we saw it on what's called the extreme screen, which is yeah. Hoyt's Hoyt's massive screen. And I'm thinking, man, this would be great on the IMAX. Mm. Like, it would be awesome in the IMAX. In th- imagine in three yeah. D. Like there's these scenes where they're in the human characters around like the cockpit of no spoilers, um, but they're like in this cockpit of this air space like aircraft thing, flying around as King Kong's like trying to grab them yeah. out of the sky. He's got his like big face there, and it's just so good. Yeah. So, good. And then there's like bits where it goes up and they do these turns and these spins and shit, and like this is fucking. This is like some of the best like spectacle I've seen on a big screen for a long time. Mm. Really good. I enjoy it. Again, dumb popcorn flick. It's not 
the best movie ever made, yep. but I gave it a four stars simply yep. because it delivered what exactly it told me it was going to give me. Dumb monster fun. Yep. So good. Loved no, I agree, it. I agree with that. Loved it. Um, spinning off of that, actually, um, there were some there were some leaks, though, of the film, Godzilla Kong, um, because, and I don't know whether this is because, it, again, they did the thing where they send it out to so many critics, um, or because it opened in cinemas early and people went in there and filmed it on their phones or whatever, but the whole final act of the film was up on YouTube, it's on Twitter, spoiled it for everyone. Um, it was coming up. Um, someone that I speak to, one of my friends, said that he got done over it, come up on his YouTube under the title Batman v Superman um, Round 4 or something like that, or really? Justice League, something, I don't know, something like I think it was Batman v Superman Round 4 or something, and it was the end of Godzilla v Kong. Oh, God. Um, so the whole thing went up there as a result of this. Warner Brothers have cancelled all digital screeners for critics in the US. Have they really? Yeah. All these, like, there was supposed to be, like, a premiere. They do, like, a digital premiere where everyone gets on and watches at the same time. They cancelled it. And they're all so furious, rightly so. um, Oh, yeah. Because this has just ruined it for them. And this is the the concern I raised last week. Look at all the issues you get into when you just do a fucking widespread... Give this to whoever the hell. Give yep. this to Mister Mister Guy who's been on YouTube for two days with three subscribers. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just oh yeah. See, yeah. They, these people don't give a shit. No, they don't care. They don't give a shit. They'll get it. They'll get it. And they'll put it up. Yeah. Oh, it's the cred of oh yeah, I got an early movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, here it is. I'm going to load it onto YouTube. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, so that's what I'm saying last week. It's like you need to vet these people properly. Yeah. Because this is the ramification it has on people who are legitimately doing this whether as as a career or someone who is on YouTube who is you know doing it on the side but has a sizable you know subscriber base viewership or whatever uh, who who is doing it honestly mm. and this is the detriment that it's putting on everyone else's work yeah and there's so many other people now who are like nope you don't get your screen now well, because because so when they give it to people like yourself and mm. other accredited critics and stuff yeah. Well, there's a code of ethics, really, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, it's not. There's no written code of ethics, well, but there is. But there is a code of ethics well, that you got to abide by. Well, yeah, by. there's that, and there's a lot of us will have an embargo. I was embargoed right. on this film for two days, yeah. and, and some you, of the time, and if you break that embargo, you won't get. Yeah, and you can be sued. Well, yeah, because a lot of them, especially the big films, they will make you sign an embargo. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally broke embargo once. Yep, accidentally. Well, it wasn't you. It was the bloody. Platform. It was the system. The it was the platform. I won't say the film. I won't say the studio. I won't say the platform. But I, I, I up, I put up a review that I thought was was going to be masked. This platform was supposed to have a system in place that it didn't put your review out until the embargo lifted, and it published it anyway. Studio was on the phone with me within five minutes. Yeah, going, what are you doing? You're not supposed to have that review up yet. Uh, you've broken embargo, but I'm thinking, holy shit, I've fucked this up yep. right up. Big studio, big film, thinking yep. fucking That's hell. Right. So I quit. I was like, I'm so sorry. This is not like I, I apologize. This is I thought it was not going to go published. This was not my thing. They were like, That's fine, just take it down. I took it down. We had a laugh about it in the end, thankfully. Yeah. But I was thinking, fucking hell, I've just done my dash now. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. Right. It's over. But they were they were okay with it. Thankfully, because they understood it wasn't my issue, and they were like, "Yeah, well," because they'd had they'd had issues. They'd with, had issues with that platform yeah. before. Yeah, 
Um, so that was okay, but these this is how seriously they take it. Yeah. And they were on the phone with me within five minutes. Oh, yeah, it was straight away. It was straight away. Yeah. I was like, hello, and they were like, Dave, um, have you published your review for the film? I was like, no, I don't. I was like, well, I've, I kind of put a, put a thing up, but it shouldn't have published it. Like, no, it's been published. I was like, oh, fucking hell. So anyway, this is, how, this is kind of how serious they do take it. Um, but, yeah, this is now we are seeing. And, again, I don't know if this is critics who have leaked it or it could just be because it's opened earlier in some parts of the world and someone's gone to a cinema and, and filmed it on their phone. But these are the risks that you India wasn't it? Was it I think no, there was a, because I think it opened in India first. I think a lot. I saw a lot of um, reviews coming from um, channels out of India, and I feel like maybe they may have had a separate embargo because there were a lot of reviews coming out of India and Asia. Right. So I'm not too sure if it had opened in cinemas and maybe people went and filmed it off on the screen, or whether it was just the embargo lifted early there. Or I don't know, um, but. It was, I don't know, just strange, mm. just crazy. So, yeah, so there's a lot of people now who are going to miss out on their screener for Godzilla v. Kong. And this is what I was saying last week. This is the risk that hap- this is what happens. Yep. When you just yep. blink at market like And it. I think in this day and age, as great as it, as it is to get a movie a week early, you know, remember 20 years ago we'd wait two months to get a movie yeah, out of right. Hollywood. Yep. I think in this day and age releasing a movie a week apart is crazy. Yeah. It needs to be day and date or, you know, within the three-day three window, like yeah. the Thursday to Wednesday to Friday window, yeah. it needs to be like at the same time. You need to lift the embargo at the same time for everyone. I know everyone, I know the studios are experimenting at the moment because of everything that's going on with the pandemic and it's just completely upended Hollywood. But, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think movies need to open either day and date or within that window. Embargoes need to open at the same time. And studios need to be careful about who they're giving screeners to. Mm. Needs to be a better betting process in there. Like I said, when I was getting into this, it was like, oh, if you don't have a thousand, or you don't have six thousand, or ten thousand subscribers, you don't get the accreditation. Yep. Or if you don't have Rotten Tomatoes, you don't get the accreditation. Mm. You know, something like that. Um, but then there's all these people sweeping in with like a hundred subscribers. They've had a channel open for a couple of months, and then they're getting these big screeners. So this is the kind of thing that happens. Yep, unfortunately, and yep. and the rest of us suffer for it, and the mm. studio suffers for it. Yeah, because now fucking Godzilla v Kong hasn't opened in the states, and it's on YouTube already. Because the majority of those people who have only got, you know, fifty, hundred, two hundred mm. subscribers, they're not going to be around long. So, no, they're, they're, right. so they're not going to give a shit. A lot of these people are just people who are just doing it for fun, or have just done it because they want the credit of oh, I got this movie. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, disaster, yeah. absolute disaster. Um, uh, I did a podcast during the week. We'll play a very quick clip, clip of this. So this was my friend Mike, Radio Mike. Radio Mike. Radio Mike. He is a producer on the Hamish and Andy podcast. He is a panel operator on Will Anderson um, and Charlie Clausane, I believe. I think his name's pronounced. Tofop. The, the show's called Tofop. Let's have a look. Will Anderson and Charlie Clausen, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, and he also does the Chaser podcast as well. Oh, right. I think yeah. he does the panel yeah. operating for them. Um, he's fantastic. Like, he's really good at what he does. Um, and he's got a couple of his own podcasts, one called 20th Century Boy. Um, <laughs> and he has just done a 100 Nugget Challenge oh. for his 100th episode where he wanted to see if he could eat 100 chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. In 100 minutes. <laughs> in 100 right? minutes, yeah, for his 100th episode of 20th Century Boy. He's just put the video up of that. I watched it last night. It's so funny. Um, but, yeah, I did 
his second pod, he's got a number of podcasts, but his second major podcast is one called Harry Potter and the Boys. And oh, this is, <laughs> oh. he wrote a Harry Potter fan fiction, something like five or six books, like full books he wrote when he was like really? 15 years old called Harry Potter and the Boys, which is set like 30 <laughs> years after Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And it's what you would imagine from like a 15-year-old just trying to write some fan fiction. Um, oh. I had an absolute blast doing this. I'll play a very small clip of it. Um, if you if you want to head over and listen to um, this episode of Harry Potter and the Boys or check out any of Radio Mike's stuff, I will link it down in the bottom because he does just some really terrific shit. He's a really mm. great guy as well. Uh, I've come to know him very well, talked to him quite a bit and uh, on, on Twitter and Instagram, whatever else. But we'll play a little clip here from my episode of Harry Potter and the Boys. Okay, so let's find out what happened there. Right. Um, <laughs> he was screaming. Here we go. This answers there it. There you go. He was screaming because he had been suddenly attacked. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was, it was Derek. It was like, Derek. You're late. I never want to see you. But also pretty drastic to even say, I did he say I never want to see you again? Yes. yes. <laughs> so this guy clearly is just... You know, right. insane. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he's in. Oh. Okay, yeah, you're, I'm you're not, crying. I'm <laughs> Dave, Dave is actually crying <laughs> of laughter or yeah. sadness at oh, re- having man. to read this, this next bit. Dave, like, Dave's, oh, Dave's just like, I. My career is ruined it's after dead, being man. on this podcast. Man, I, I'm just thinking like. If I went into a class, I was like 43 seconds late and the teacher said, I never want to see you again. Get out. I'd be like, beautiful. See you later. Don't have to go to school anymore. But no, Derek has gone full full American psycho here. Okay. Have you heard of Huey Lewis and the News? (laughs) Right. So he was was screaming because he'd been suddenly attacked. It was Derek, but he didn't realise he was doing it. And that goes back to what I said before about... Derek, there's something going on with Derek. He's yeah. not an evil kid, yeah. but he's got some weird dark energy inside him. Yeah. Derek was sad. Oh. And he didn't know that he was using the Cretaceous curse. <laughs> Cretaceous, Cretaceous, so, yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, so Mr. Charge has gone back. There's yeah. a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex and uh, he's dead. Ripping him apart. The yeah. Cretaceous curse. That scene in Jurassic Park where he gets... Yeah. Bitten off the toilet. <laughs> so there we go. That was a clip from. Uh, you got you had a bit of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, and we played a couple of like Harry Potter games and and stuff like that. Try and guess the rest of the. I think it's called. Um, uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was like guess the rest of the quote. I'm not a huge, not a huge knowledge of Harry Potter in my head, so that was a bit of fun. So yeah, go and check out um, my, Radio Mike's podcast, um, Harry Potter and the Boys. It's on both YouTube or you can find it on the podcast platforms as well. I'll leave it linked down the bottom. I've got to get Radio Mike on the awesome. show too yeah. at some point because uh, that was a lot of good fun. Um, let's get into a little bit of news. There's been a little bit of news this week. Has there? <clears throat> yeah, there has been actually. Um, most notably, of course, now we've been talking about this. I've been talking about this for a year. What is Disney going to be doing with their release schedule? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, they just keep pushing everything. Yep. Push, push, yep, push, yep. push, push. I've been saying for – I, I kind of hope – I kind of wish now I had saved audio clips of every time I said, Black Widow's going to Disney Plus, I yep. can tell you right now. And it's happened. It's finally happened. Yep. Disney's finally put their yep. foot down and gone, fuck it. You know, we have to make a decision. It was only just last week. Um, well, actually, a couple of weeks back we were saying – it's getting to the final hour because Black Widow was supposed to open here at the end of April and then early May um, in, in the States. And I was saying, 
there has to be a decision very soon because they're cutting it really, really fine. Mm. And last week uh, we had Bob Iger, sorry, Bob Chapek came out and said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave it to the final hour. We're gonna leave it to the last minute to decide what's happening with that film and other movies because they didn't know what the hell was going on." They released Raya and the Last Dragon on a split strategy. They went to Disney Plus. And uh, to cinemas, and everyone was kind of assuming, well, this they're testing it out. They're going to see if this works, then they will apply this to the rest of their films, yep. and that's essentially what they're doing. Um, Black Widow, they have moved it from, um, again, late April, early May into July, so they've pushed it back even further. Like a month. Uh, this means... Two months. Yeah. This means that this is the longest period in which we haven't had a Marvel film go to the cinemas since um, the gap between Hulk and Iron Man 2. Really? Yep, Shit. by like a week or something. The last um, film we had in cinemas, Marvel film we had in cinemas, was Spider-Man Far From Home, which was like two years ago, oh, July ago, yeah. July 2019 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be the biggest gap in cinemas. Of course, we've had the Disney Plus shows, which has tied us over a little bit. It's been nice. Um, so that opens July 9. That's going to go to theatres, but it's also going to go to Disney Plus. Same day. Same day. Uh, it's going to be a premier access title on Disney Plus. So $30 a pop. Um, I feel like people won't be as pissed off with that because people will pay to see this movie. And you've got the theatre option as well. So. Yeah, well, if it was if it was only on Disney Plus, not going to theatres. Yeah, you'd, you'd have an uproar. You'd be pissed. Yeah. Um, Cruella, they're doing the same thing with Split Strategy. That's holding its date of late May. Um, so that hasn't been pushed. The biggest thing to take away from this is Luca, which is the next Pixar mm-hmm. film. They're doing exactly the same as what they did with Soul and just dumping it on there for free. Oh. Yeah, uh, but that's, right. that's going to hold its date of June 18. Mm. Yeah, so it's weird that they've oh. done that with the animated title. It's weird that yeah. the animated titles are the ones getting... I kind of feel like... I mean, I don't know if it's their... It's probably not their intention, but I think it's weird that the animated ones are the ones that get the shaft. And two, like, major Pixar films. Yeah, well, Luca, Luca was supposed to be huge, wasn't it? Yeah. A lot looks of money gorgeous. poured into that. Yeah, looks gorgeous. I would love to see that on the big screen. I wonder why. I wonder why the, the live-action ones Well, are... I don't know. No one knows. Who knows? It could even be a Pixar thing where Pixar's like, just put it on there for free. Yeah, maybe. You just you just don't know how, how it's all been worked out, but it's really strange. Or maybe they realise people won't, won't pay for it. Yeah, well, Disney's insisting that Raya performed well. They're saying it was a success on Disney Plus and theatres, but they haven't provided figures to back it up. Last week I was saying that we had heard reports that it had underperformed on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's right. Um, but as the, as Disney does, as many of these streamers do, they don't re- release the numbers because they don't have to. Mm. Um, but it did underperform in cinemas. It only took in $24 million in the US in its opening weekend. Compare that with Frozen 2, which took in $130 million on the opening weekend. Of course, pandemic is a major factor into that, but they were hoping this was going to perform much better than $24 million in cinemas. Um, also what happened there, some cinemas refused to pay it. Uh, so, sorry, refused to play it because Disney, there's something like Disney were requesting enormous back ends off the back of the screenings in the cinemas and they were oh, like, really? no, yeah, it was something some, something like that where they their demands to have the film played in cinemas were just too too much too for the great. cinemas and they were like, no, we're going to boycott it. Mm. Um, so, it would have cost the cinemas money probably. Well, yeah, probably. Because um, they're not making a lot at the no, moment, exactly are they? exactly right. Um, Disney have said today's announcement reflects our focus on providing consumer choice and serving the evolving preferences of audiences by leveraging a flexible distribution strategy in a dynamic marketplace that is beginning to recover from the global pandemic. 
who will continue to employ the best options to deliver the Walt Disney Company's unparalleled storytelling to fans and families around the world. So, you know, mm. they're essentially just um, experimenting a little bit. Yep. They figure that this is probably the best way to do it at the moment and they're running with it. Um, and, you know, this is just coming on the back of while Deadline wrote, just as good news was spreading for LA and New York City's reopening of cinemas, because uh, they're talking about AMC, we're talking last week of having 99% of cinemas open by like in a couple of months' time. Yep. Uh, Deadline says, yeah, the moves, these moves are a sign that the number one studio doesn't have faith in exhibition just yet, theatrical mm. exhibition. So it's still, like I said, things yeah. aren't going to get back to normal for a while. No, and exactly. They're still playing it really safe. They know that, they probably know that if they shove everything into theatres um, exclusively, it's probably um, a bad influence as well because they know people will go out and they don't want to yeah. be seen as forcing yeah, people right. to go into a cinema during a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but then also they... Particularly in countries like the US. Well, yeah, exactly. Had it yeah, pretty tough. Pretty bad. Um, but then again, you all—they are pushing for Disney Plus. So mm. you know, there's a couple of sides of the coin. Yep. Another major thing that's kind of happened along these same lines is Warner Brothers has reached this massive agreement with uh, Regal and Cineworld Cinemas. Uh, of course, the same company. Cineworld is in the UK. Regal is in the US. Uh, they are reopening cinemas in the US. They'll be reopening cinemas in the US over the next couple of months, and Cineworld will be reopening the UK by May. Um, of course, this year, Warner Brothers have released all their films as a split strategy, theatres and HBO Max day and date. Uh, in 2022, they've cut a deal with uh, Regal and Cineworld in which their films will play exclusively in Regal cinemas for 45 days before they land on HBO Max. Ooh. And vice that's, versa. A long, that's a long run, 45 days. That's kind of like standard theatrical run before it was dropped be like out of a cinema. Six weeks, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, something like that. So what's that? Six weeks is what? Yeah, I can't do this. Um, well, that's just over a month, isn't it? Yeah, it's a month and a half. Yeah, which is about six, six, seven weeks. Yeah, about forty. Yeah, about forty-five days. Forty. Yeah. It's about a week and about a month and a half. Um, and vice versa in the UK, they will go to Cineworld for 31 days prior to going to Video On Demand. There's no um, HBO. 42. 42? 42 days. Six weeks is 42 days. Oh, yeah, days. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so in the UK, they'll be in cinemas for 31 days, so for an entire month. Then they'll go to Video On Demand. They haven't specified whether this is like Apple or Amazon and stuff like that or whether it's going to be HBO Max. It hasn't launched over there, but people are now taking from this or maybe HBO Max is going to be launching in the UK soon. Who knows? Um, but if the movies perform well to an agreed-upon box office threshold, in their words, they will extend the theatrical window for 45 days. Um, mm. But the, the major thing the major thing with this is that they've cut this exclusivity deal with this one theatre. So oh, no. it's not going to be open to all theatres. It's just it's gonna hurt some specifically some Regal and Cineworld. Yeah. Oh. And the big thing is some states in America only have one Regal cinema. Jesus. Whereas in the same state there will be dozens of AMC theatres. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to someone the other day um, who says his state has one, cine- one, one Regal. Mm. It's like it, and it's like ages away. Some of these American states are huge. Oh, yeah, exactly you got to go right. across the state to go and see your film. And you believe if it was Texas. Well, yeah, exactly <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And I actually think this 
guy is from Texas that I was talking to. Oh, God. Yeah. He's probably got heaps of AMCs. Are they? He said there's like a dozen AMCs. They're everywhere, but there's one. There was one Only regal. One regal. Um, so yeah, I suppose, I suppose it'd be like the um, studios cutting deals with uh, what's that little? Oh, like Palace Cinemas. No, there's there's, there's another one that because you've got Hoyts Village, yeah, the major ones, and uh, it's in one in Epping. I think it's Palace. It used to be a different name, but I think they're owned by Palace now. I can't remember. Because Palace now owns the Astor Theatre as well. So oh, they're like a very they? yeah, yeah. They're the ones who bought it out in the end. Oh. So that's the Palace Astor. Mm. Um so they are like a really small chain, like an art house kind of thing. It would be yeah, like yeah. yeah, it would be like them cutting a deal with like an art house cinema where you gotta travel into the city to go and see the film. Mm. I mean we do that with the preview screenings, they're all in the city. But yep. That's it. You make it. You make a thing out of it. You make a night out of it. Yeah, whatever. That's right. uh, but yeah. But for these people who are in Texas and there's one all the way over the other side of the state, I've heard stories of people crossing, you know, um, uh, state, lines. state lines to go and see a movie. Really? Um, before, yeah, uh, because their cinemas weren't playing it or whatever. But so this is going to hurt a lot of theaters, particularly like AMC. Um, it is good for theaters. It's good for it's good for Regal and Cineworld because it's going to get people to go back into their theaters. Um, I don't know. Like I said, we have to realise the world isn't going back to normal right away. So this is a them doing the split strategy isn't so much of a problem. Mm. Um, and it is breaking away from that thing that everyone thought or Warner Brothers doing day and date cinemas and HBO Max is going to become the normal. Lisa's breaking away from that a bit. It's leaving a little breathing room. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a good thing, I think. But then just cutting the deal with one cinema is a little bit strange. You know, you don't know what the reason why well, they yeah. cut it with one. The other, the other, the other cinemas might have thought, "No, we're not, we're not paying those fees. We're not." Yeah, well, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? But hopefully, hopefully, this is that push that cinemas will need to get back up on their feet, so the yeah. industry doesn't just completely crumble. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and to see a studio like Warner Brothers, a big powerhouse studio, going, "Okay, we're going to put these films in cinemas for a month before we put it on our streaming platform," I think that's, mm. I think that's pretty good. Because they have theatres at heart. They know we've got to sustain our platform, but people want to go to a cinema and see a movie in the cinema. Yeah, exactly. Um, And this is kind of like what Disney were talking about too, closing that window between theatrical release. So after a cinema, after a movie has done its run, you would usually wait two to three months for the Blu-ray. But now it's going to leave cinemas and it will automatically be on the streaming service. So there'll be no window now. Yeah, That's like what Bob Chapek was saying a few weeks ago. He's like, viewers are now so used to getting movies on streaming that they're thinking, what's happening with these movies in this window? They're just sitting on a shelf gathering dust. Just put it straight on the streaming service. I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good way of doing it. Mm. That way you get the best of both worlds and you get to sustain the cinemas and keep them up and running and I think it's a pretty good And that'll be the death nail of of um physical Yeah. Media too. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, probably. Sadly. Unfortunately. Yes. Oh, Unfortunately, well. but we'll keep an eye on that as we have for the last year or so. Last year, really. Um, we've got a couple of bits of casting news here, which I thought were quite interesting. Piers Brosnan. Haven't seen him anything for a while. No, just that one he did with the one he did with Jackie Chan. We watched not recent, uh, not long ago. Can't even remember what it was called. Um, he did one called The November Man a few years back as well, which was almost like a James Bond kind of thing. 
That one with Jackie Chan was quite good. I can't remember what it's called. He played like a oh. villain in that. So he did a TV series called The Sun. Oh. No idea. I can't. Right. Final score, Mamma Mia. Oh, he does the Mamma Mia Mama films. Mia. Spinning Man, don't know what that is. The Foreigner. That was the one with Jackie Chan. That was actually quite oh, yeah, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. He's done, he's done quite a bit of stuff. It looks like he's doing something at least every year, but it's not huge stuff. Um, So, yeah, he has been cast in DC's Black Adam, which is a film that's starring The Rock. The Rock is playing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's playing no, Black nothing, Adam. No, nothing of this. Um, He is a DC superhero or anti-villain. Uh, he's the arch, uh, sorry, anti-hero, or he's a supervillain or anti-hero. He's the arch nemesis of Captain Marvel, the DC version of Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. There's a whole oh, legal wow. battle where DC had Captain Marvel yep. and then Marvel had Captain Marvel and then Marvel were like, you can't have Captain Marvel because we're Marvel and whatever, so they had to change the name to Shazam. To Shazam. Yeah, but they still do use the name Captain Marvel. Anything to do with then. that? Character in the movie Shazam? Yeah. Right. So this is Shazam, Shazam. Right. So Shazam in the um, comics was originally Captain Marvel. And some of the animated films still call him Captain Marvel as well. So there's obviously, I don't know whether there's some, uh, 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 some agreement or whatever. I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not a huge, I can imagine DC fans getting down there like telling me I'm wrong or whatever. I'm probably, not, I'm not that, I'm not that well versed in DC stuff these days. But yeah, so um, Black Adam. Um, who is like the arch nemesis of Captain Marvel. This is a movie that's been bubbling for years and years and years with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, Pierce Brosnan has joined. Um, this is his first ever superhero role as a character called Dr. Fate. Mm. Um, and so he is a hero, but because the movie focuses on Black Adam, who is a villain, it's obviously going to paint this villain as... Sorry, it's going to paint the superhero as the villain and the villain as the hero, basically. It's going to do like a flip, probably. That's how I imagine it. Um, The Hollywood Reporter says um, that Brosnan will play Kent Nelson, who is the good Dr. Fate, a son of an archaeologist who was uh, taught sorcery skills and given the magical helmet of fate. The character (laughs) was created by Gardner Fox and Howard Sherman and is one of DC's oldest characters, having first appeared in 1940's More Fun Comics number 5. So there's uh, one that's been kicking around as bad as long as Our Man, who we spoke about last week. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't, I, I don't mind these. Um, again, it's another really obscure thing that DC is tackling. I said last week with DC, it's almost like they're throwing shit against a wall and yeah, seeing what sticks. Yeah, what sticks. That's right. Um, but this actually sounds pretty cool. Um, I think this is like a, a passion project for uh, The Rock. He's been trying to get this one up and going for a long time. Mm. Uh, so it'll be quite interesting to see this one. I think uh, with The Rock in there and Pierce Brosnan, it'll be interesting to see him take on a superhero character. I think I'd like to see Pierce Brosnan in a Marvel film. Probably won't see that now, mm. but uh, this will be interesting anyway. So, but I'm not too sure when this one's supposed to come out. But to see the Rock as a, as a yeah superhero, I think or anti-hero, be awesome. He is. Yeah, I reckon they will have because he's a, the arch nemesis of Shazam. I imagine they'll cross the two over at some point. All oh, right. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Shazam, we've got mm-hmm. casting news for Shazam Two. Um, Helen Mirren has joined Shazam Two as uh, the villain. Oh yeah. Uh, she's going to be playing a character called, um, I didn't even write it down, Atlas. Atlas. No. The daughter of Atlas. She's playing the daughter of Rachel Atlas. Rachel Ziegler's unnamed character. No, 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 no. You've read that a little wrong. Have I? I've, I didn't write the totally name. Totally fucked it. I didn't write down the name of the character. 
Um, but she's it's it's a demigod. She's not actually a character that's in the comics, so she doesn't have a comic counterpart. Um, but she is described as the daughter of Atlas and the sister of a character being played by Rachel Zegler, uh, who is currently unnamed. Um, the DC database says that Atlas, the father of Helen Mirren's character, is a mighty warrior and conqueror of magical origins from several centuries into the past. It was a character created by the great Jack Kirby. So she's playing a character by the name of, of Hespera, Hespera or Hespera. Hespera, yeah. Yeah, so she's like a demi, she's like a demigod, the daughter of Atlas. It's going to be a villain. I think it'd be quite cool. I like Helen Mirren. Oh, she does she, some great she, stuff. She, yeah, she's pretty wicked. She's got great. Yeah, I think she'll do the wicked thing really well. Yeah. Um, she's she can do drama. She can do dry she's British just got comedy. A really dry, filthy. Yeah, I think British humor. Uh, yeah, I think that will be. I think that'll be really cool. So of course Zachary Levi returns as Shazam in that one, um, and um, that'll be really interesting. I did like the first oh, Shazam. I loved, it. loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan. It was really good. Enjoyed that one. In fact, I think I watched that. I think I watched that on a plane on the way home from really from England, and then got home and bought the. Yeah, you bought the disc, yeah, the and disc then I watched, watched it. I think I watched it yeah. with you when I got yeah. home. Yeah, really liked that one. It was really good. Um, I like when DC do like something that's a little bit lighter, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, another little bit of casting news this is an interesting one because I'm a Steven Spielberg fan. He's doing a biographical film. Um, it's like sort of a, sort of like a semi autobiographical film um, that is loosely based on his formative years in Phoenix, Arizona. It almost sounds like his equivalent of George Lucas's American Graffiti. Oh right, okay. We're sort of based on his childhood, but not quite. Mm. You know, uh, he's cast Seth Rogen to play a character inspired <laughs> by his favorite uncle, and uh, Michelle Williams is is already on the cast um, as a character inspired by uh, his mother, mm-hmm. Spielberg's mother. Uh, he's he's written the script for this, Steven Spielberg, with who's uh, co-running it with Tony Kushner, who co- who wrote Munich, Lincoln, and West Side Story. And it's actually the, only the third film that Spielberg has actually written really? the screenplay for. Yeah, he writes all the stories and stuff for a lot of his stuff, particularly like Indiana Jones and stuff. He'd all help write story and stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is like one of only three films, including Poltergeist and AI, artificial intelligence, that he's actually had a hand in writing. Glad he hasn't written too many like AI. <laughs> AI, awful. Well, AI was um, a Kubrick film. Kubrick began the production of that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kubrick. Um, no wonder I couldn't. Get yeah, it. yeah. A Kubrick. You know I'm not a Kubrick fan. Yeah, me either. Kubrick wrote. It was like a massive thing, and it was one of those films that just took them forever to to actually make. And when he died, the only filmmaker that the Kubrick estate. Or or maybe Kubrick did it like granted the permission before he died or something. I can't exactly remember the story, but the only filmmaker they believed could complete the vision was Steven was Spielberg. Spielberg. So he must have come in and rewritten a little bit of it. I'm assuming if he's got a screenwriter credit. But if you remember the film, if you if you remember the film, you'll remember that it's it. There's two very distinct halves to it. When the, almost in the second half, it turns really weird. It kind of twists a bit. Yep. That's the one thing I remember from the movie, and that's obviously the point where there has been a changeover. Yeah. Because Kubrick, I think, was partway through filming it when he died. Oh, okay. I think, I think, maybe not. But I, as far as I'm aware, that's the story. And then Spielberg came on and did the rest. Or maybe, I don't know. But there is two distinct halves, and that's always been put down to the fact that you had these they two changed. people were, yeah. were working on it. 
Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. But I think Spielberg got the sole director credit for it, so maybe Kubrick hadn't started rolling cameras on it yet. I don't know. Well, if there's a if there's a quite a distinct change, you would have had to have. I can't remember. I can't even remember. It's been a long time since I've watched the movie. Or Un- unless, it. unless it was only only like the treatment was only half complete when Spielberg took over. Oh, well, maybe he, yeah. He completed. I know the, there was something about it being incomplete, mm-hmm. and Spielberg took over and completed it. So that could be. So maybe Spielberg. Maybe Spielberg was the only director, and he made the first half of it in Kubrick style because Kubrick was the one that. Don't know. I can't re- exactly remember, but uh, but anyway, that's that. Uh, so yeah, he's he's co-written this one. It's going to be interesting. I'll see it, of course, because I've seen every single Spielberg film. Oh no, there's one I still haven't watched. I was going to say there was one. Tintin, The Adventures yeah. of Tintin. Yeah. But I've watched every last year. Everything I made it, else. Last year I made it my my um, my goal. I'm going to watch. I'm going to make sure because I had them all. I was like, I'm just going to watch the rest that I haven't watched. And Tintin is the only one I haven't watched yet. So I've seen all these live action films. Mm. Mm. He's a good man. I don't think I've seen them all. I probably haven't seen every mm, one of his films. You probably would have seen most of them. Probably majority, but yeah. I wouldn't have seen all of them. No. A couple of like really obscure ones, like maybe Sugarland Express, yeah, no. Always, 1984, no, or 1940s, so. whatever it's called. 1942. 42, I think is about the war. When did the US enter World War II? 1942. I can't remember. What's it called? Spielberg. Spielberg. 1941. 41. They entered the war in 1941. It's oh, about like the that, US. I watched that. Maybe you saw bits of it. I, when I watched it last year, it's got Jim Belushi and it's actually, it's considered like one of the worst movies ever, but it's actually not bad. Right. Jim Belushi. Oh, and, no, I have seen that. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, Jim Belushi, Dan Aykroyd's yeah, no, in it. Uh, Christopher Lee, yeah. Lorraine Gary, Ned Beatty, huge cast. I thought it was fun. Warren Oates. Mm. I thought it was fun, but I understand why people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's all of the news. Should we get into some subscri- subscriber questions? Sure, why not? Because we're, uh, we're on. approaching two hours, yeah. We're getting on in time. My phone's going absolutely wild today. I'm just making sure I'm up. I haven't missed any like important <laughs> phone calls or anything. One of the shooters is telling you to pull your review down. Yeah. Uh, popcorn chat. Yeah. We get one from you all the time. Yeah, it's a lot, very long. He's like one of the very first, very first subs. subscribers. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Hey, Dave, love your podcast. This Thank would be much. something fun to do. Could you and old mate Rick pitch a story using the Pixar template? Oh. I would recommend alternating between you two and seeing what crazy story you would end up with. Ah, interesting. Once upon a time there was blank, okay, yeah. every day, blank, Monday. All right, so let's go from the top. Okay, who wants to go first? Oh, I don't know what I want to say for this. Well, so you just you just off the, no, just off the top of your head. All right, so we'll start with you read. So once upon a time, yeah. once upon a time, there was a man wearing a cowboy hat. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> no. All right, okay. Once upon a time, there was a man wearing a cowboy hat. Yep. Every day he was loving life. One day his hat fell off. Oh no! And because of that, he was very sad. And because of that. He shot his horse. Oh, jeez. We got real dark. <laughs> pretty dark until, pretty quick. <laughs> until finally the horse came back to life and they lived happily ever after. That was a shit film. That was awful. <laughs> terrible. Was terrible. Is that Woody gone mad, is it? <laughs> yeah, Woody probably. shot Bullseye. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah. no. Hey, talking about cowboys and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Deadwood update. Yes, Woo-hoo! we completely forgot. We got an update. We've yes, got an we got update an update. Would yeah. you like? Would you like to? Yeah, we got an episode in. Yeah. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Really, <laughs> we, we didn't. didn't. No. We had every intention of watching one this week. Yeah, but we got hung up on watching. Um, what's her name? Billie Eilish. No, not Billie Eilish. The Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah. That's what did we watch this week? Oh, Married at First Sight. That's what we've been watching this week. Trashy. Yeah. What do we watch? Well, Harley Quinn. Oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Watching Harley oh, been, Quinn because that's the like the show I put on at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is when we'd usually put Deadwood yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, that's done. Yeah. Hopefully next week we get one. Yeah, we're going to get into it Tuesday night. Was it Tuesdays we decided on or Wednesdays? Tuesday seems like a good night for it. Okay, Tuesday night is <laughs> Deadwood night. night. Yes. Yep. Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, geekly, geekly goods. Leo, Leo is it his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, Leo, great guy. Cool. Big he's, he's, in my, he's like in my chat. Is he? He's in that chat that I have with other YouTubers. Oh, he does right, some really okay. great stuff. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, what's up, Dave? What's your top three MCU films? Oh, my top three. My top three are um, Infinity War and Endgame and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, Iron Man. Mm. Ooh, and Endgame. Endgame, yeah. 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 That's for me. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Iron Man's Iron Man's very close. Iron Man's like very close uh, for me. It's just, just like just I on just there. I just love it. I just like Endgame. It it's only gets knocked out because the two Avengers films are there. That's the only yeah, reason. Enough. But yeah. if there was just if that was just one film, yeah. Iron Man would be right there as well. And Iron Man, I can't pick one, two or three. So I'll just say Iron Man. I would, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Thank, thanks for the question, Leo. Did he, did he miss? Did he miss? Yeah. Did he miss? Uh, do you know if Disney will upload classic shorts to Disney Plus? Um, well, I don't, well, I'm not like I don't get the intel from the uh, studios f- far ahead of time. Um, but there's there's quite a few on there, and I'd imagine they will put more on there at some point because they need to have stuff to just keep getting people know, to come back. Keep, yeah, exactly right. Uh, Ice Ice Luigi Star Pictures. He's back. <laughs> That's a mouthful. We had him last week, Ice I think. Ice Luigi yeah. Star Pictures. Uh, what's your favourite live-action Disney remake? Oh, uh, for me, it would either be Cinderella, which was done uh, directed by the wonderful Kenneth Branagh. Yep. I just loved his, like, the Shakespearean star that he put mm-hmm. on. Um, either that or – I'm going to get killed by a lot of people for saying this – Beauty and the Beast. I, I really love the live-action version lo- of You just it. love Beauty and the Beast. I just love Beauty and the Beast. You always have. So that was like – for me, that I just love the 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 live action version. Yeah, yep. fair enough. What about you? Of the ones you've seen, if you can even think of any, uh, you've had like the Jungle Book, you've had Mulan, you've had the Lion King. I like the Lion King. Yeah, you'll get killed for that as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's not really live action. It's, you know, well, no, but action. people didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah, and then there's that argument too that yeah. it's just actually animated. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else, um, what else has there been? There has been Aladdin. There's been 101 Dalmatians. There's been wasn't bad. Christopher was Robin, which I don't know if you've seen, actually. Aladdin, you uh, saw Aladdin? Christopher Robin. Yeah, I have seen Christopher Robin. Dumbo. Dumbo was good. I enjoyed yeah. Dumbo. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Ke- Kian Kelleher. Yep. 
Uh, I hope I got that name right. What mm. animated film do you think deserve more love or deserve more hate? I don't think anything deserves more hate. No, no, no. So we'll not. go with what deserves more love, and I will always say Fantasia because I think it's just mm. such an underrated movie and people brush it off because there's no story and it's just animation and music. Particularly and, for its time. Well, exactly It was right. just a showcase of animation. Really. Well, exactly right. And people was. think it's pret- is pretentious film. <laughs> it, it probably is. It is, yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not well, a fan it un- of it un- well, yeah. pretentious films. Well, it underperformed at cinemas at the time because people thought it was pretentious. Dreams life. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> yeah, but when your lead star in the film doesn't know what the hell is going on, then you know it's not a great film. Mm. They've been on like the record like, I don't know what I was doing in this movie. The guy was just like, <laughs> just do it. It's going to work. And he's like, I've watched that. I think it was Sean Penn. It was like I didn't know what I was doing. There's yeah, that scene where he's on the right. beach walking through all the, um, yeah. it's got like the door frames. He's yeah. just like walking through these things. There's this press, this interview with him at a press conference. They're like, oh, so what do you uh, believe the meaning of that scene was? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I didn't even know what it, what it was doing at the time. He's like, just told me to do it. He's like, I still don't know. So if your actor's coming out saying that, then it's a trash movie. But anyway, yeah, Fantasia, I say, just doesn't get the dues that it really deserves. Or Sleeping Beauty as well. Very similar because the artistic style that's. Gorgeous, yeah. Uh, okay, Davish sued. Yep. Uh, with the Snyder Cut being four hours mm-hmm. long, what director's cuts of movies that exist do you think could uh, use significantly longer running time uh, to its advantage? Are there any that already exist? Oh, um, director's cuts that I think have really worked. You've got Apocalypse Now had the Redux version. Yep. I think is a vast improvement over the theatrical cut. Yep. Um, Love it. And this is a movie that's like three and a half hours as well, yeah. this director's cut. And that's because it just adds more to the story, yeah, more yeah, layers. Yeah. You know, it, I'm a, it's one of my favourite Yeah, one of your favourite films. It draws time. it out a bit, but it's one of those movies that you just sink into and you just love the three and a half yep. hour. I don't know how many times I've watched it. So yeah. I've seen it in a cinema at least four times. That's probably like... I've, that's probably more than I've seen any other movie. Well, not not mm. any other movie, but one of the most I've ever seen. The Lord of the Rings extended cuts are really fantastic as well because that helps flesh out the story too. Now, I did think before, because he's asked what one um, is, what film do you think could use a longer runtime? I'd say Avengers uh, uh, Age of Ultron because there was so much in that that they wanted to do. There was like a clash between Joss Whedon and Marvel. That's right. And it resulted in a movie that was a little bit rocky because the studio wanted one thing, he wanted another thing. And the way that it was done, they ended up cutting out big scenes that were important to the movie and Mm. some of the stuff was just a bit rocky. I think like a a new version of it, again, we've got Joss Whedon just causing trouble on film sets, just doing what what he wants to do. Because obviously this is, he did the original version of Justice League after um, Zack Snyder left. So they've had to go and clean his mess up. So I'm saying go and clean up the mess of Age of Ultron, which I think is still a good movie, but there were a lot of issues with it. There's so much more to it. Yeah, I think it could use that extended cut with those extra. There was these fantastic scenes of Thor in the Norn cave. It's the cave where he goes and has all those like uh, hallucinations and shit. And if you put them back in the movie, it explains so much stuff that's not explained in the film. So just stuff like that, I think, would really would really flesh that movie out and make it really good. Yeah. Next question. Johnny Marrero. Yep. Um, hey, Dave, do you believe the new Rugrats, Rugrats revival for Paramount Plus will be a success? I think so. I think the Rugrats will always do pretty well. Oh, I love the Rugrats. Yeah, great stuff. Love them. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Walter Sauza, you're back, buddy. Babe. All right, he's got Here some more movies go. for us. Not as many as normal, no, though. There's only, only a couple this time. Oh, we'll do a rapid. Getting a bit slack there, uh, yeah. Walter. Yeah. 
Anyway, have you seen movies like 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yes. Yes. Dallas Buyers Club? Yes. Yes. Argo? Yes. Yes. Basic Instinct? Yes. Yes. Some of my favourites. Tombstone? Yeah. Yes. And Candyman? Don't think so. No, I don't think so. Candyman? I don't know. I don't know that one. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. Hmm. <laughs> got us on one. Or yep. TV shows like The Chappelle Show? Yeah. Yes. Faulty Towers? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Cowboy Bebop? No. No. And Invader Zim? Yeah, I've been seeing bits of it. No, I haven't Never really it. watched it. I remember went to school with a guy who absolutely loved it. Loved Invader Zim. Invader Zim. It, um... Michael. Oh, was Mike. it? Mike. Yeah, he loved it. Oh. Yeah, he absolutely loved it. Not radio Mike, but Mike. No. Yeah. <laughs> he used to have he had like the rate like the invaders in stickers and had the DVDs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He loved it. Mike Snow. Mm. Yeah. Great show. Anyway. Thank you for joining us for another podcast today. That's all we have time for. Thank you for listening. Uh, get this podcast, of course, goes out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Audible. The visual element also goes out to view on YouTube, which you know if you're watching it out there. Thanks so much for watching. Um, it goes out two days early to patron supporters on the Saturday. So if yep. you want to get your early access, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Under. For as little as a dollar a month. Cheap ass. Yeah, funny, funny, funny. You can, of course, find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. Uh, there's links down in the description below. You can just click through and you'll be there. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at davelypod at gmail.com. If you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It does help. Only good ones. Only the good ones. Don't want shit ones. They don't want the bad ones. Get out of here with that. Piss off. No negativity here. No negativity. You get p- piss off. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Be honest with you. Just be uh, I Just all I want is honesty, but only the good honest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want bad honest, <laughs> don't want bad honest ones. No, no, might, no, no. Might, might do something to my complex. Exactly right. Your complex. Yeah, my complex. Um, last week on YouTube, I dumped a bunch of reviews. Uh, Godzilla v Kong, Peter, Peter, I almost said Peter Pan, Peter Rabbit 2, <laughs> and Tom and Jerry. Uh, and Mighty Ducks Game Changers as well. I've got reviews for all of those. I know we spoke about them in the show, but if you want a little bit more in-depth into my thoughts, uh, you can head over, you can check those reviews out. There's a little bit of cartoon news that I put up there as well about uh, Luca heading to Disney+. Plus. Again, we talked about it here. Uh, but also the Sony animation film Mitchell's vs. The Machines finally no, got a release. Day. It looks really good. It looks really, really good. Um, so I've done a little um, video on that, which is um, kind of they announce a release date, all that kind of shit. So go check that one out. Uh, two weeks back, I dropped my Superman Evolution. Again, it's performed quite badly. But get it's on still and watch on, it. So get along, get along. Actually, one time... Oh, that's actually really good. Actually, well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. When I put the post out saying... Why is no one watching this? There were so many people like, oh my god, didn't even know it was out. I'm going to go watch it. It spiked the views. So I'm hoping, hoping that that's uh, hopefully done something to the algorithm, which would be nice. So thank you so much, everyone out there who did do and that. And tell your friends. Tell, your tell friends your friends, you friends, share it, yeah, whatever. Share I need it. this movie. To, I need this video to get going. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, this weekend I will have. Well, this past weekend I would have dumped my Blu-ray DVD updates for February yep. and March. Finally, got around to doing shit that. Loads in that. Uh, yeah, there is shitloads in that. Um, oh, talking about Superman Evolution. I'm going to try and salvage it probably by doing like an abridged version mm. where it's like a car- specifically, a cartoon, specifically a cartoon version of it just to see what happens if I don't, if I just like cut it down to just the cartoons yep. and dump it as a cartoon evolution, much shorter, just see what happens. I need to salvage the four weeks worth of work I threw into yeah. this thing. So if I can't get that other thing to go off, 
But we'll just see what happens with this, just for the sake of... It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Just and, if, that, and if you watch that, you might want to go back and watch Go back and watch the other one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little experiment, just to kind of see what happens, because the polls aren't always the best way to judge. No, that's right. Because with one poll I, I put out a, a few weeks ago, which was, would you like to see more characters that are not cartoons? It was like 80% yes. But then when I posted this poll, which was like, why didn't you watch it? 50% were like, I only want cartoon evolutions. Yeah. So you can never, you can never judge with this. No. Um, this week... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's going to go up. There'll probably be some cartoon news, whatever else comes up, and then uh, later in the month we'll have some great stuff coming up too. Thanks to Old Mate Rick for joining me Thanks once for me again. again. Thanks so much, not a problem at all. Um, and that's it. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you later. Take care. See ya.